Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Volume up, y'all. Happy Friday on the Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon. I'm Jason. He's Mike. We're live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, please visit geico.com. And I know that sometimes we can be prisoners of the moment. I know this is not about Last Jedi, although I have the most amazing Last Jedi stat coming your way in about 15 minutes. But possibly... The best game of the year in the NBA tonight. Triple overtime. The Thunder hold off the 76ers, and it was just as much fun on the court as it was off the court. I I pray for Joel Embiid's continued health every day because you know what? He's fun. He's not going to last because he can't last already. No. He's not going to last, but I pray for his health every single What was it in um in, in Daredevil or Electra with... um. <laughs> uh, Jennifer you're, Garner. You're trying to get me to when, remember Electra. No, no, no. Wait, when, Come on uh, now. Electra was bleeding, and the only way back they get oh, all like the they, they get all the other uh, uh, ninjas to cut their hands and, and and put their blood in her bloodstream, and then they all die, so she could live. That's how I feel like NBA fans need to be for Joel Embiid. That's true. Just friendship. to keep him healthy. True love. Absolutely. Blood spinning. Whatever it is, keep him healthy. Whatever you got to do. Keep him in He's got to go travel to Germany for all those treatments. Kobe yeah. Bryant hey. style. Hey, have at it. No, just get Kobe's blood at this point. Kobe doesn't need it. 
get Kobe's blood. Mamba blood. Is this better than the tiger blood that Charlie oh, Sheen uh, wants to spout? Oh, I don't want to trade blood with Charlie Sheen. I'm not doing that. I don't that. think I want any not part of that. Not going to do it. But no, you, just have it, you just have Kobe hooked up to blood, and it goes into Joel Embiid's body, and then Joel Embiid's blood goes into Kobe's body. Yeah, because that and was it's like the- Freaky Friday. <laughs> The wow. Lindsay Lohan one, not not the not the. So one with Joel the Embiid nose. is going to star in a series of videos with a puppet snake. Joel Embiid can be Lindsay Lohan, and Kobe can be Jamie Lee Curtis. How about that? That's next level. A little frightening. I made a movie. How about I just well, made a movie? Hey, Kobe's a mogul, right? I he wants to make a movie. a movie. I just made a movie. Can it make us a billion dollars? Uh, might not make that much money, but it, it, it's a hundred million dollars at least. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd figure so, out a way. Yeah. Do we call it Trust the Process uh, oh, in terms of this boy, switch? If you title the movie called Trust the <laughs> huh? Process. I mean, you got to trust this process. <laughs> Joel Embiid in Trust the Process. The process was laid out by the evil Sam Hinkie. Yeah, but see, now you're making it sound dark and nefarious. This is a bunny well, comedy, though. Now you got people in the theater. Buddy comedy. So you start like, it like that? Oh, look, like, it's Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart. I got to go see that movie. No, no, you got to draw them in with drama and then give them the funny. Well, if we make it a horror film, then we're even better. Uh, okay. Ooh, boy, what would happen? Kobe would then, would he start killing people? No. Oh, he's the Mamba. That's what he would do. No, no, no. No, no, no. Star Wars, whoa, not a horror movie, whoa, Nick. Whoa. No, no. How about Star, that? No horror movie. No, no horror movie, Star Wars. No, no. No, Kobe would then, we would. Oh, no, no, here it is. Here's the movie. No, here's the movie. Yes, they switch blood, okay. but something happens to Joel Embiid, and he starts biting people, oh. right? And he starts okay. injury, and, and then you find out that Kobe really has Mamba blood, and like he oh, undergoes I... this transformation where like the fangs come out, and he actually bites and kills people in order to satiate himself. He's got to kill them and drink their blood, and that's how Kobe stays so young. And now Joel Embiid doesn't know that. So suddenly, why he's wondering, like, why am I turning into this monster? Why are my teeth getting so big? Why am I eating hamsters whole? Why am I just eating one meal a day? You know, why am I shedding my skin? You know, things like that. And then you find out Kobe is like, you know, the guy behind it all. Wow, that's that's the movie. That's deep. You call it Mamba Process. Yeah, you took that in a direction. I really no, was not anticipating. Well, it's Friday, man. Come on. I mean... I'm with you. I'm trying. Oh, man, to I'm on with- this level with you. I, I just you took a left turn. I thought we were going 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 down the highway a little bit longer before we, uh, well, swerved. I was off last night. I saw Last Jedi. I got to get something good for the next. The last Last Jedi for the next movie, Episode Nine. I got to do something. You got You got to pass the time. You got to <laughs> create your own screenplay. You know, I've got a, an app on my phone. If we want to do it in claymation, we could do that. And put a film together. Oh, that's cheap, too. Yeah, yeah. It won't cost us more we money. We could do that's that. I yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. We just need a couple of artists who know how to work well with clay. It'll be great. But a lot of folks immediately making the joke for Joel Embiid, the fact that he played nearly 50 minutes tonight in this thriller. Yeah. He's he done may miss the, the rest of the season. Yeah. It's a final. It. If Porzingis, I can't imagine what the Knicks, Porzingis is out for three weeks. But the, the uh, problem is that if, if you've got a, a blue check mark uh-huh. and you write anything jokey related to him being hurt, people are immediately crying. Well, and, and reaching like, for like, tissues, like he doesn't get hurt it's all the final. time. Yeah, it's, he gets hurt right. all the time. No, he's great. He's good on social media. He yeah. was great catching baseballs in the home run derby. We had fun with that. And certainly he's one of those new stars that people are excited to see how it flows. And for tonight, came up with a monster effort. Triple overtime. The Thunder win 119-117. Joel Embiid, 34 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. Meanwhile, Russell Westbrook... 
27 points, 18 rebounds, 15 assists, an absolute monster night. Mello also goes for 24. Great shooting night for him. You had a big block at the to save the game, to send it to overtime when Russell Westbrook was going in for a layup and Joel Embiid just comes out of nowhere and just smacks the ball off the backboard. You go three full OTs and the Thunder come away with the win. And after the game, what's making its way around social media now is Embiid yelling something at Russell Westbrook and Westbrook is backing off the court and giving him the Queen's wave. And he is waving goodbye. Now, what happened here? Westbrook did it back in Oklahoma City, apparently, and Embiid remembered. So during tonight's game, when he fouled out Stephen Adams, he waved goodbye to Stephen Adams. Wave goodbye, wave goodbye, goodbye, Stephen Adams out of the game. He also got into it with Carmelo Anthony after a layup, and Melo kind of said, I'm not, I'm not the guy for this. You go do it to somebody else. I'm not going to engage you. And then at the end, you had him yelling something at Russell Westbrook, and Westbrook is yelling, goodbye, goodbye, everybody, goodbye, good night, good night, goodbye, good luck, goodbye, good luck, good night. I thought you were saying he engaged Carmelo Anthony, saying, hey, I'm not the guy. I don't play defense. <laughs> Joel Embiid, and here, here's why this guy is so special. The Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon, Twitter, at How About a Fresco, phone number 877 on Fox. He has found a way to be both entertaining and annoying at the same time. And I don't mean annoyingly entertaining. I don't mean that. I mean, there's find a way where you can enjoy what he does and you can also be annoyed by what he does sure. on the court. Like, I enjoy the whole, hey, you know, the whole act with him and the whole, hey, waving goodbye, but it's also annoying, but I get it because some things I find incredibly funny and some things I just find that are annoying, but that's Joel Embiid. This guy is that kind of special because many people try different ways to try to become relevant. Lance Stevenson, Nick Young, everybody tries to find a way to cut through and become a star. Joel Embiid, number one, has more talent than those guys do. But number two, he puts it up, he backs it up on the court when he's healthy. And that's the one thing is the guy can't sell. So don't. Don't think this is going to happen forever because that's the one thing you know about Joel Embiid. It's why he got the worst contract in all of sports. He's going to get hurt. He's going to miss a lot of time. He's already been incredibly unhealthy his first three seasons, and he's played, he played 30 games the first three seasons. Now, here he is. How long is he going to make it now? Enjoy him while it lasts because it's not going to. But many people try to find that way, and he naturally is that kind of agitator. He's charismatic, but he, he finds that way to, give, to have watchability. Even if you're not the quintessential heroic character and I do the right things and I always say the right things and I lead my team and everybody says great things about me, that doesn't cut it anymore. That, that's, that's something that's so, that's so milquetoast 1980s. Now, give us the, the flawed hero who is capable of bad things as much as he is good things, kind of like Jax in Sons of Anarchy. And that's who Joel Embiid is. He can be entertaining. He can piss you off. He can You can get so mad with him, but then you can laugh with him after the game. He's special, man. He really is special. Well, and I think part of it is he waited around so long. And, you know, we've, we've talked a bunch the last few days of the rabbit ears and all the press and certainly with this LeBron James-Lonzo ball exchange that happened yesterday about noise and, and filtering in or out. Sitting around doing your rehab as Embiid had been doing the last couple of years, I'm sure you read a lot of articles proclaiming you done, a lot of articles mocking the process as it's been called again. I'd like that that could be part of a new movie franchise that we're working at. Billion dollars idea here. 
uh, out of the Geico studios. But for Embiid, a lot of it's now frustration and the ability to to lash back and people that <laughs> may have not uh, been too kind uh, with their words and, and what have you. But certainly on the court, he's showing that at least while he's there and able to play, that he's going to be a force. And it's become must-watch basketball. You see the rotation of games, making sure they get the Sixers into the rotation uh, far more frequently than they they would have been in any years past. Because, you know, you got to get that stamp of approval if you want to get into that Elite Eight of teams that get to play each other in a round-robin tournament on TNT. I mean, because that's that's the way that works. you got to build up to that. One of the things I liked, though, after the game was Russell Westbrook on the other side, after the waving goodbye, um, was asked about shooting percentages and all these things. He goes, I don't really give a damn about those. All I care about is wins. As long as we win, that's all I care about. And somewhere that'll get twisted and they'll be like, ah, Russell's just running his mouth. Mm -hmm. That that really sums it up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Because, you know, it's like we celebrated Kobe for his entire career until that final year when he was laughing about getting his shot rejected and things like that. It was that he was out there to try to kill you for 48 minutes. And that's been Russell Westbrook. And that was Russell Westbrook again tonight. So as soon as he got a chance to to crack the, the smile and wave goodbye to Embiid and his teammates, he was more than happy to do so. You know, the thing about Embiid, and this is, this is his spot in the NBA, and he is right on the cusp of being the next guy that the average fan says, oh, Sixers play tonight? How slash what did Embiid do or say? Because you think about the NBA, you don't get a chance to watch every game, certainly, because it's difficult and, you know, you're, you're doing things and, you know, maybe the games are on late or, you know, you don't get the games in your market, whatever it is. But there's very few players where you say, how did so-and-so do right. it? When the Warriors play, what, how many points did they score? Did Steph score 50? What did Kevin Durant do? There's very few teams where you say to them, when you know they played, I want to know what they did. LeBron and the Cavaliers, certainly you want to know that. Now you want to know what Porzingis is doing every night with this season with the Knicks. Especially How's that tattoo coming on. along? Oh, Zingus, yo. Zingus. And Embiid is becoming that next guy. Even more so than a guy like James Harden. Now the average fan is going, oh, six, Embiid, did they? Because they're winning. He's fun. He's putting up a lot of monster numbers. Winning. And he's entertaining the way he is. He's becoming that next guy where even if I don't watch the game, I want to check in and see. Did I miss anything with him tonight? And that's a huge jump to make in relevancy. You know, it's I, I don't want to miss what he did tonight. I got to make sure I check in and see what he did. I like the way you're thinking, and we're watching the Houston Rockets, as we speak, obliterate the San Antonio Spurs, 81-63. Yeah, this one's not close. Your score late third quarter uh, for Houston. You look at James Harden, 19 points, only one of eight from three-point range tonight, but Chris Paul continuing his winning ways. People waiting for the big end, just like Embiid, waiting for when that injury befalls Chris Paul. But while they're on the court, enjoy it because – two of the best in the game. You know what I'm glad about the Spurs is that, that every time they get boat raced, I don't need to check back in and see. 
Because if they're losing early, Pop says, yeah, whatever. Just come it's on off. Final That's finish. it. We're done. Yeah. There's no, you know, Warriors are down by 20 in the third quarter, and here's a Fast and Furious comeback in their young legs. No, there's not. If the Spurs are down, that's it. We're done. Yeah, no, we're packing it up. That's all. doesn't happen that often, but I always know. When I see the Spurs down 20 in the first quarter, they're going to be down 20 in the third quarter. They're going to be down 20 in the fourth quarter. Just not their night, and Pop says, okay, all right, let's just take it easy. We're going to play everybody on the bench 18 minutes tonight, and that, that's all we're doing. Three That's to four all. word answers in the post game, and uh, let's go off to dinner. <laughs> Twitter it. How about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, we got a crazy story out of the NFL, and well, maybe the best NFL stat of the year, and it's got to do with the Last Jedi. Fox, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. I mean, come on, the Django Fett. That's pretty good. Django Fett all the way. Pretty good. And you know, you need more Jabba going, oh. <laughs> really a little light on that right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Hutt's lived to be very old. Where's Jabba the Hutt getting his, you know, or Jabba the Hutt's brother getting his revenge on Jabba? Sorry, spoiler alert uh, from Return of the Jedi. But I mean, where, why can't we have that being a plot line in the Star Wars movie? You know, we, we, had, we had Hans Gruber's brother getting revenge on, you know, McLean killing Hans Gruber and sorry, spoiler alert in Die Hard, you know. But you know, where, where's the where's the Hutz brother? I've waited. Oh, I've really just been waiting for another holiday special. Holiday. Oh, holiday Star Wars special. Yeah, no, no, no. They like did that once. Years ago. That didn't work well. Why? No. Bring it back. You can't even find that thing on the internet. Yeah, you can. It's- every now and again. <laughs> That's what, Stop searching for the stuff you search. That's for. one of those. That's one of those movies, the Star Wars Christmas special that was done. What was it, seventy nine, eighty, something like that? Something that like I watched, it. and I go, was everybody just high out of yes. their minds when they wrote and filmed this? Yes, I, there's no question about <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, just Diane Carroll is just dancing for no reason. But that's it's wh- like a Twin Peaks episode. <laughs> that's where you got the the glorious nature of the the Fets came into existence what year is this uh the jason smith show jason mike Harmon, live from the geico studios maybe the stat of the year maybe the stat of the decade maybe since 2000 this could be the best stat ever. okay all right and it's a very short stat and i give i got to give sports center credit because they had this tonight it's a very incredibly simple stat since December 18th, 2015, the score is Star Wars 3, the Browns 1. Since December 28th, 2015, three Star Wars movies have come out. The Browns have won one football game. Yeah, but now they're going to get real players. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Well, that's what John Dorsey told us. doesn't him. matter. There's only, there's only three games left. The best they could do is take the lead. But yeah, but you know they can happens? take a 4-3 lead. Yeah, but you know what happens in May? The solo movie comes out. It's going to be 4-4 going into the fall. Deep, deep, Pressure's deep, on. Pressure's on for three, the Browns to turn things around. Three Star Wars movies have come out. One Browns win. Well, it's a much bigger team 
assembling these films. Yeah, but but there's, there's and the GM knows what he's doing, right? But you you know the thing is, you know when the football season begins and ends every year. Where I mean, you have no idea they start pre production on a movie a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, but, far but away. But Sashi Brown got them a lot of draft picks. So they'll be ready to <laughs> to get back into contention. I draft Django Fett. No, he's dead. Oh wait, spoiler. Oh, uh, um, uh, uh, Zam Wessel. No, she got killed in the beginning of Clones. Oh, sorry, spoiler. Um, I don't, I don't know. Stop naming people nobody's ever heard of. Oh, Sam Wessel. Sam Wessel. She's the one that had, like, the caterpillars that tried to uh, kill Amidala in the beginning of Attack of the Clones. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm just assuming the 98% of folks out here that aren't dressed as a Wookiee right now. (laughs) Hey, things get a little weird on a Friday night. You know, we went to go see Last Jedi last night. Go figure. It was Zoe's birthday, so we took the day off. I took yesterday off. Yeah, you took the... We were talking about, you know, slacking and taking days off of school, too. Uh, No, no, no. She went to school. No, she went to school. Uh-huh. Then after the after school, we went to Universal Studios. She was dressed like Ray for the entire trip. People are taking pictures of her. They want to take pictures with her. It was she was so excited. And then we went to Last Jedi last night. Should have said no. I like my privacy. No, Still not buying. She went dressed like Ray. Yeah, of course she went to school. I I we picked her up from school in the afternoon. Right. What's that? R two? What? Mike Harmon is lying. Oh, I've known that. All right. Ask him about his calves. I ask him about his calves all the time, R2. All right, we'll get back to this now. Oh, whoa, whoa. Language, language. It's not the slide over baby hour yet. Last Jedi was fantastic. I mean, the Browns might not like it because now this is a really big joke. But last, not all reviews, anything we talk about the movie tonight, non-spoiler. Not, nothing even close to a plot point I'm, we're going to give away. Trust me, I'm not going to do that to you. Um, the last hour was better than the last hour of Rogue One, and I didn't think that was possible. I didn't because the last hour of Rogue One was so incredibly good. And you know, look, Rogue One is still the best Star Wars movie. Last Jedi was, was 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 really really good. It was really really good. Rogue One's still the best, but the last hour was even better than the last hour of Rogue One, and I didn't think that was possible. That was intense. A lot of reaction from the. The crowd that I went and saw it in in the wee hours of the morning here in beautiful Sherman Oaks, California. It was a lot of fun watching groups of people with their lightsabers at the hilts and robes and all sorts of strangeness. But that's exactly what I anticipated. But a lot of reaction, visceral reaction and shouting at the screen. It was really kind of fun Mm, when you get a couple of adult beverages in you and you're watching Star Wars. (laughs) And you feel compelled to just shout out. <laughs> the beginning of the movie was great. The last hour was great. I will say this. The middle dragged. Yeah. The middle dragged. I was like, oh, boy. I mean, at one point, Zoe went to go to the bathroom. She said, Dad, I really got to go super bad. I said, okay, okay, go. And she runs, and she, she only missed like 90 seconds of the movie or like two minutes. She goes back, what did I miss? And I said, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> and I'm like... I need something here. It's it's kind of dragging, but then the last hour makes it all. And you know, in the end, it's really okay. The middle of a Star Wars movie dragged. Okay, yeah, got to give up a couple of minutes for the other greatness. There's no question about it. And I can't wait to see the box office receipts. Oh, it's already. I think it made sixty million dollars last night. I noticed that a lot of the late night screenings of other films went to the wayside. How do we get more Jedi? <laughs> but you, but you know what I realize, and this is. This is something that 
again, non-spoiler, this is just an overall point about the Star Wars universe now, is that coming out of the movie last night, you know, Zoe was so excited. She said, Dad, that's my favorite movie now. That's my favorite movie. Did you I explain said, really? recency bias to her? Yeah, I said and she was no dead, dad, but but it's okay. You know, she's nine, and you know, so she's okay. That's my favorite. I want to go see it again this weekend. Great, and she's dressed like Ray, and all we're doing is talking about Ray's character and all this kind of stuff. Blah 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 blah. And I realized that you know what, Star Wars is not my era, my star, everything. It's not for me anymore. It's not for me. It's not for you. It's for Zoe and Eleanor and Madeline. It's any time. I think about this, and I think about how crazy Zoe is about Ray and some of the other characters that she loves that we see that we've seen introduced in Force Awakens everywhere else. And I realize, yeah, the older characters are for are for us. And it's like, okay, here's a little wink and a nod, you know, the older character in comfort, but, sure. But it's really, you know, we're we're pushing this story forward, and it's the younger, it's the younger, it's the new characters. I mean, they have a lot invested in these characters, and. You know, seeing that, I can you can see exactly who the kids because the kids, you know, Zoe didn't really want to talk that much about Luke. You know, she didn't want to tell you that she was a, Ray, 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 Dad. What was your favorite part? This, this. I'm going, okay, okay, okay. And I realize it's you know, this is her Star Wars. It's it's her and it's and it's Ray and it's Finn and it's and it's and it's Poe and it's all these new characters now. And it's like, hey, we kind of have the old characters in just to kind of move it along a bit. But eventually, this Star Wars is going to be these characters for the kids and that's where the point the plot is moving forward obviously these you know the actors now are all 30 and 40 years younger than the people who starred in Jedi and and, and Empire Strikes Yeah but Back. see that's why we have CGI we keep them alive <laughs> forever I know they're the company that was doing the celebrity holograms they're in trouble they laid off half their staff I was reading a business article about that today so the hologram business hologram hologram hologram, hologram, hologram. not working out quite so well however <laughs> The computers, the computers working out these, I mean, we've seen commercials, we see them in films, Yeah, they they, they never die. I invested in the hologram business, I lost everything. <laughs> Twitter and how about a fresco, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios, coming up in one minute, hey, the bowl season is here, we take a look at everything you need to know, all the big games, all the big players, coming up in the next few days, but first... Let's check in with Steve DeSager. Special delivery DeSager. <laughs> yes! He's getting set to throw many Chargers stats at you <laughs> during the broadcast no, of the game no. against Kansas City tomorrow night. You know, uh, go Chargers, go. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Arnold, former governor of our beloved state. Uh, you guys talking about people who love, I think most people will love this episode, by the way. I saw it today. And, you know, there's a minority on Twitter that somehow didn't like this movie that just came out. Those are the people that don't want the stories to go forward. Like you no, no, just no. said, they want everything to be about, let's put Han Solo and let's have Mark Hamill and Luke. And, let's just do 1980 yeah. all over yeah, again. Let's have them all being 60 and 70 years old fighting Darth Vader, who has come back from the dead. You know, and that's so what we should be in love with Ray. That is a great oh, central character. Loves, Ray. loves, loves, loves Ray. And by the way, I did find Diane Carroll in the star Wars holiday special. Oh, <laughs> and 
done. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. You'll walk right into the ocean. You'll get hypnotized, and you will just. And that's the, that's going to be the end of Steve Desager. It's the last thing we see. That's exactly what the Spurs have been doing tonight. Somehow they're within 18 at Houston now. Seven and a half minutes to go. It's Rockets 103-85. Rockets going for a 12th straight win. This would put them at 23 and four on the season. Kawhi Leonard was due to play some minutes tonight, but not in back to back, so not playing Saturday for San Antonio. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The Chicago Bulls started the season 3-20. and They've now won five in a row after a victory at Milwaukee tonight, 115-109. to Oklahoma City in triple overtime, one at Philadelphia, 119-117. Joel Embiid, 34 points in the loss. Robert Covington for the 76ers returned from a back injury. Guy who averages 15 points a game tonight was 4 of 21 shooting. Russell Westbrook a triple-double in the win. Utah with a victory at Boston, 107-95. Wins for Detroit and Portland, for Miami and Washington. Currently 16 seconds left in overtime at Denver. Nuggets leading the Pelicans 116-111. to 111. Victories for Toronto and Memphis as well. And guys, there was a college basketball game on FS1 tonight from Creighton. Creighton led 13-0 early against Maryland Eastern Shore. The score was 54-17 early second half for national TV. The Blue Jays finished with only four turnovers and won it 87-36 to as Maryland Eastern Shore, in their moment in the spotlight, shot 24% from the floor. 13 baskets, 14 turnovers. Oh, SD, thank you so much, and especially thank you for the Diane Carroll dancing <laughs> from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it is a little hypnotizing. It is. Watch it. Trust me. No, you, you know what you got to do? You got to go wash your eyes out with lye. Yeah. I, can't, yeah. Yeah. I can't drive after no, this. Yeah, no, but if no, we no. layer that with the Chris Stops Porzingis song. No, no, no. Stop. Don't <laughs> do that. Don't do that to Steve. You're Don't walking straight into the ocean. Don't do it to him. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Uh-huh. Live from the Geico Studios, call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Well, bowl season is here. Our first bowl game kicking off tomorrow and then all the way through the national championship. Joining us now on the hotline to break it all down, no one better than the publisher of collegefootballnews.com, our college football insider extraordinaire, Pete Futek, who, much like I was counting down the time to Last Jedi, he is counting down the time to Troy and North Texas tomorrow. whole thing everything past that total garbage i think empire was probably the defining movie of my generation and then jedi was awesome and as soon as the ewoks came in i was like all right that's it i'm done wow yeah wow so much for getting him to sing along to yub nub with us a little (laughs) bit later Jeez, we're going to have a big celebration here on a Friday night wow. to celebrate the beginning of bowl season. Wow, hating on an entire planet and species of Ewoks on Endor, who Absolutely. helped save the rebellion, oh, by the way. Yes, quit marketing Quit marketing to me, Star Wars. I know what you're doing with your Ewoks. <laughs> I got it. I got it when I was a kid. I didn't want it, and I rejected it all. All right, well, let's get to Have you seen the new movie yet or no? Not yet. Of course not, because oh, they're all wow. awful. Everyone keeps wow. saying these movies are great, and then Jar Jar Binks or something No, no, there's, no there's no Jar Jar. There's Nobody no, called that one great, There's Pete. no Jar Jar. No, nobody Even the most diehard 
Star Wars fan never used the word great to describe it. I, I, I was the biggest Star Wars geek of, uh, ever when I was a kid, and I just can't do it now. I mean, I, I just, I, I try, I just, it's like, all right, it's fine, I guess, but just, I don't know, maybe like raspberry coconut zingers, I think I outgrew it, unfortunately. <laughs> and moved on to Bartles and James. Very Apparently, nice. Yes, exactly. Wine cooler special, yes. All right, well, let's move on. We have the bowl games kicking off tomorrow. As I said, you know, obviously, Troy, North Texas, that happens to be the first one. What are you looking forward to the next few days? It's hard. You know, I, I get I, I am a, a big-time proponent of, look, I, don't, I, I I've been doing CFN for 20 years, and every year it's the same thing. Oh, there's too many bowl games, and, oh, gosh, I don't, I don't think I can care about these games. And I get it, you know, it, to a point, but it's college football. It's stuff to watch. I mean, what else are you going to do, go see Star Wars? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's something to do to pass the time until you get to the better games. But I, I'll admit, I mean, this is a tough, tough bowl season. They're just, you know, I, there just aren't a lot of compelling matchups. So you're hoping for strength in numbers. You're you're hoping for all right. You, you, my my attitude with this is that watch, pay attention to these games, and if they're good, all right, stick with it and just you know maybe you'll see something great. And if they stink, just get out. Just get just stop. <laughs> just just go away. Just go do something else. Talk to your family or something. It's okay because every once in a while you're going to get a clunker, and especially now. And I, and I think what's going to be harder and harder for you know the bull, the people who want to defend the bull world is that they're just becoming more and more irrelevant with all the coaching changes. And I think very soon players are going to start really getting it that there's just no point for a Josh Rosen to play or a Josh Allen to play in this. And you're really risking a lot. And I think more and more players are going to realize, yeah, what am I doing? And they're going to sit out these things. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen a bigger group of players start banding together to where it becomes a more concerted effort. Especially- well, I think it's coming. I think there's a, it's been trickling in, and I think you're going to see just a mass wave probably next week or so when them saying that, you know what, eh, I just don't want to play in this thing. I don't want to risk my millions of dollars in the future. How much of that flows out of, though, the number of columns written lamenting the state of players and and their contributions when coaches are are bailing and, of and changing and everything. How much of that is is do you think will trickle down to the players to where it's not noise and and really part of a strategy? Oh, I, I think it, yeah, I think these guys are they get see the part of the problem. I get it from all sides. I mean, first of all, you know the coaches are all leaving. You know, like oh, you know Scott Frost is doing the nice thing. You know, I'm going to coach UCF. You're the Nebraska head coach, dude. Go go recruit for Nebraska. You know, go. You know, and so the, the one side is like, if you're not their coach anymore, what are you doing? And the flip side, then you can say, hey, wait, you're just abandoning these kids and these this team that you just you put together and you fought for and you you know you went through all the you know the football wars with them. Uh, it's it's a hard thing for the coaches and it's a harder thing for the players because you're again. We kind of forget we're talking about kids here. They don't have agents, at least most of them don't. Uh, and they, they don't exactly get the best advice. They don't exactly know what to do. And it's like, wait a minute, who's going to tell them, hey, you know what? You just spent, you know, your last few years, you know, eating pizza and living with these guys and, you know, hitting the weights and going to parties and doing all college stuff. And oh, by the way, now that you get to go on a free vacation and go have fun at, you know, the Boca Raton Bowl or whatever it is, hey, you know what? Just you know, you're done. Just don't go play anymore. It's kind of a hard thing for these guys to do, even when you know the rational thing is, hey, dude, if you go and play and you get hurt, you might lose millions and millions and millions of dollars in your NFL dream. So it's it's really kind of a hard thing for these guys to really sort of wrap their heads around. Are we ever going to see a player skip a playoff game? 
I think no. Yes, I think maybe at some point we will, but no, only because at that point you're really fighting for something big. You know, I, and I've always said, you know, what's the point of playing in the, the Sun Bowl? You know, like, you know, what's the point of you know, playing in a game, an exhibition? You know, why should Josh Rosen play in a Cactus Bowl when his coach isn't there? You know, it's a true uh, uh, transition period to Chip Kelly. It just, you know, there's just no point in it. But a playoff game, I get it because you're going for a championship. And that's one of those things where the competitor in these players – I don't think is going to want to leave. I mean, the example I always go to is LeBron James. I mean, you're LeBron James. I mean, you're in the team photo of the greatest players of NBA history. And what happens every year around March Madness, there's a tweet or a comment or something where he's like, oh, I wish I could have played in that thing. You know, so as, as much as the, the NFL and the money and all that is the lure for these guys, if they miss out on playing for a national championship, I think that's kind of a, one of those things that those guys just can't get over. So do I get excited about Oregon and Boise State then? Is that where yeah, I'm hanging my know, hat tomorrow? In, in, to, in a way, yes. I mean, to, to the point before, you know, Royce Freeman's not going to play for Oregon. Right. Uh, but I think for this, this is what you really want to see is how much do the – where's the story? Where, where, is, where is there a, an element of caring? How much do the teams want to win? And in this, the storyline's pretty easy. You know, it's the Mountain West champion needs to sort of show up against a mediocre Pac-12 team. Uh, so they're going to obviously try, especially after Boise State got destroyed in la- their bowl game last year. And for Oregon, this is the fun story because Mario Cristobal is now their head coach. So the players all kind of, you know, their butts wrote the, you know, the check saying, hey, you know, we're going to, you know, we want uh, this guy to be our head coach. And now they got to go cash it because if they come out and clunk or get blown out, it's going to be like, hey, all right, where well, we hired this guy and the players are supposedly playing hard for him and they stunk it up against a, you know, a group of five team. You know, so there's at least a little bit of an interesting storyline there. Follow him on Twitter at Pete Futek. That is at Pete Futek, publisher collegefootballnews.com. Check out collegefootballnews.com. Everything you need to know about the Bulls, all the big information coming up. Bowl season's here, and as Pete says, if the game is good, stick with it. If it's bad, cut out and go see Star Wars. Absolutely. Pete. Go cure, can- <laughs> cure cancer or something important. Go you know, go do something else with your life. <laughs> Take it easy, Pete. We'll talk to you next week. Later, guys. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> Chewbacca in the background. Thanks. Oh, you got him. Easy, yeah. Chewy. Great stuff there from Pete Futek. We have more football on the way. We'll get into Lonzo and LeBron and what was said coming up in a few minutes. But next, our big upset specials of the week in the NFL. I'm going big game hunting for you, Mike Harmon. It's coming up next on Fox. We are going deep with the Christmas and holiday, 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 holiday Star Wars songs tonight. We have really hit a frightening new level. I mean, look, Steve DeSager played the Diane Carroll singing from the Star Wars holiday special. Well, I have it was, running in the background. Yeah, now, you've been watching special. it since. Yeah. I mean, B. Arthur was dancing <laughs> with the young Greedo. We had Harvey Corman, Art Carney, some of the legends. The, the Star Wars holiday special, just before we get into our upset special picks of the week. The Star Wars holiday special is one of the worst pieces of crap you'd ever want to see. (laughs) It was made after Star Wars to capitalize on the success of the movie. And it was so awful, really. You think when they did it and shot it, everybody was high. Because that it makes no sense. It's it's a ridiculous plot line. You know, Luke is in it a little bit, and it's 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 just awful. 
I remember being a kid like it go, wow, look at this, stormtroopers at Christmas. And But it's just, it's absolutely awful. And you couldn't find it for a long, long time. And now people are sending it to us. Hey, here's the whole movie. I got the yep, whole thing via right the here. power of the interwebs. And now, and now, there it is. And now you've been watching it for the last 10 minutes. I have all the audio now, too. I can cut it up and deploy it at will. That's going to be brilliant. <laughs> It's that kind of night. Happy Friday, especially yeah, if you're going buddy. out to see Last Jedi, which was awesome. Should we go again tonight? Uh oh, I wish. I wish I go. I got to. I got. We we both have soccer games very early in the morning tomorrow. Yeah, by I'm the way, I'm stretching now. I'm ready. You know, the soccer games our daughters are playing in are going to start at 8 a.m. Regardless as to what time we go to bed, so it you know it doesn't matter. Fair point. Yeah, so we got that tomorrow. You can always skip it. Uh no 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 no. I can't. Come on. They don't show any movies at 8 o'clock in the morning. Come nope. on, I can't skip. These are showing around the clock. Are no, you kidding you can't me? Watch. Not 8 in the I morning. I was leaving at 2.30 no in the morning. It was still going. Yeah, that's 2.30. Not 8 in the morning. They don't start a movie at 8 in the morning. Oh, Although, do. why don't they? Why? Oh, they do. Really? For a release like this, oh, yes, I, they do. No, really? All right. I bet 8 they do. 8 a.m. Really? Okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up right now. <laughs> Right now, we're live from the Geico Studios. Great news, great news. You want to save money, go to Geico, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Six, Time now. 615, 645, 7, 715, oh, 730. Was, <laughs> going to school early today? Yep. 8, 815. <laughs> really? Well, you drop the kid off That's at 545. Uh, just come with me at this point. What do you have first period? Nothing, right? We're going to see Star Wars. Well, that's the beauty of it. You could have gone to an early morning <laughs> showing and still had plenty of time to get to school on time. Uh, our upset special picks of the week in the NFL brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore, with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Two games a week. Last week went one and one, sitting at sixteen and nine this season, so not bad. Not too shabby. My first game, I am going with the Bears getting six How about that? over the Lions. Chicago's got some momentum. Trubisky is playing well. I mean, not great, but he is playing well. Detroit is fading. Jim Caldwell's job is in question. This is the typical time of the year when the Lions, because they can't escape their identity. Lose horribly, and fans go, oh, why do I even bother? Only to get sucked back up in it next year. The Bears, plus six, but I like them on the field to beat the Lions tomorrow. I like that. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins, fresh off that Monday night effort of Jake Cutler against the New England Patriots. Getting three on the road to Buffalo. Reluctantly, they say, hey, Tyrod Taylor's our quarterback. They still have to keep making press announcements to confirm that he's a quarterback. We've seen the other. Okay, just tell me whether he's healthy or not. That's really the only thing people are waiting on from Tyrod Taylor. But Jay Cutler working the ball downfield. Buffalo secondary has been leaky, to say the least, over the last seven, eight weeks. Pick number two, Browns plus eight over the Ravens. Cleveland's offense is starting to come on. Deshaun Kaiser's putting points on the board. Josh Gordon is becoming a really big weapon. Baltimore is too inconsistent. You have no idea which team shows up. Not that this will be a game the Browns win, but this will be one of those games that's tied late, and Justin Tucker will kick a 54-yarder with no time left to win. Eight is too many points. The Browns' offense is playing really well. Browns plus eight. Jets plus 17. Oh, no. I'm going to go with the Giants getting seven and a half at home as Nick Foles is under center uh, against them here. I I think they're... 
defense comes up with enough of an effort to disrupt him early and keep him in the game. So there it is. There's our NFL upset specials of the week. Draw to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We'll have more NFL on the way, but coming up next, the game of the night in the NBA. And wait till we tell you what happened after. It's next, Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, welcome inside the Jason Smith Show. Hour two of the program alongside my best friend, Mike Harbin, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. And don't forget, if you miss any of the show, right after it's over, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, foxsportsradio.com, the iHeartRadio app. You can download the entire show, parts of it, listen to it in its entirety, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, foxsportsradio.com, the iHeartRadio app. Listen, rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever and ever. We'll have more on the night that is for The Last Jedi as the majority of the country getting to see the movie tonight. I took last night off to go see it. I got to say. Still something problematic in that statement, but that's okay. Why? It it was was my daughter's birthday, so we went to go see the movie. It's what she wanted to do for her birthday. Was go see Last Jedi. She's going to be so spoiled right around her birthday. And she's going to get a Star Wars movie basically every year for the rest of her life. Right Couldn't around have her waited birthday. till Saturday. No, she wanted to go see it Thursday night. Thursday I mean, you, was her birthday. You, you miss one of the biggest events of the NFL season. Really, Colts? I miss the Colts and the Broncos. When blue, I miss Brock Osweiler. No, you miss Blue officiating a wedding <laughs> in the pregame. Oh, was it really? by the power vested in me <laughs> by the state of Indiana in blue. By the state of Indiana and the internet. I now close pronounce it. My no, that's we, we did a whole thing. It was beautiful. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Give it five stars. The Jason Smith Show with me, yours truly, Mike Hart. Because oh, Jason was off. And the moment's gone. He was off eating bonbons or whatever it is that I, he eats I, as part I, of his I snack. I paid attention to absolutely nothing last night. It was Last Jedi. That was it. Last Jedi. That's it. I t- that was all I had. I mean, Camp Byer and I had look, a great time. I had to go zero dark 23 on social media. No, no, but then you like were LeBron tweeting James. immediately after you yeah. got out. People, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, people were alerting. My phone's blowing up going, your guy's tweeting already. No, no, I, it Here was, it comes. I was on zero dark 23 from about an hour before the movie until right after it was over. But then we had to call Twitter to, to get those tweets deleted of all the spoilers it's, that you were putting up. Mark anything. Hamill went out of his way to... <laughs> Take you down. I mean, all sorts of things, Look, allegedly. Anything we talk about tonight, Last Jedi, we're not going to spoil anything. Non-spoiler. I saw you went to see it last night. Yeah, after I did the show. The was show and then I went and watched it. Spoiler alert. What, why, why does it matter that I took the night off? I took the. Well, did I say something? How? Oh, you took two weeks off, middle of summer, to go to Sweden with your family, man. You did. You made fun of me the entire time. No, I didn't. <laughs> you said you wanted to go see Lionel Richie in concert in Sweden. I did. I tried. Yeah, you wanted to go to Sweden to see. You could see Lionel Richie for twelve bucks here at some point anywhere. <laughs> He's no, in Vegas in a residency, and those seats are far more than twelve bucks because I've no, looked them up. Not. They're- to see Lionel Richie, you're, you know what? You're, it's not getting ghosted. What is it when you 
Well, uh, uh, what's that term? What's that term the kids use now? Uh, I forget what it Showing is. Showing your age. No, no, no. What's that term the kids use? <laughs> oh, I'm getting ghosted now on the internet, man. No, no, no. What's, I, I, I got a mental block right now. I can't think of it. That's all right. But um, it's, I can assure you the tickets in Las Vegas are going to be more than 12 bucks for Lionel Richie. Yeah, because they can. Because why? I mean, why? Because oh, I gotta go. What do you? What you don't think about? Of this. course, I'm because they go can. To, I'm gonna go to Vegas. What are you gonna do? You can gamble. You can do all these things. See all kinds of crazy shows you can't see anywhere else. Yeah. I'm gonna. I can go see. Oh, I go. What are you gonna? I'm gonna go see Lionel Richie. You could go to the Cuyahoga County Fairgrounds at any time between December and November, and you will get to see Lionel Richie. Hey, you gonna pay me? I'll show up with a piano. That's erroneous. Don't you know he wasn't performing for years like your beloved Shania Twain because of things with his throat? I'm not. And now he's finally back. Not spending that kind of money for Shania Twain either. Fifty nine bucks. I guess fifty for what for Shania Twain? No, to go see Lionel Richie with who? Lionel Richie with Lionel Richie. All the hits. Is that what it's called? Lionel Richie, all the hits. You'll be dancing on the ceiling. You'll be saying hello, (laughs) DJ. Maybe you'll sail on to another song. Time to. <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? Because I don't know what to do, TJ. Uh, possibly the game of the year in the NBA tonight. I really Ooh. thought you were going to say NFL and throw back to the Broncos <laughs> and Colts. <laughs> well, hey, Brock Osweiler brought right now. Brock Osweiler is calling all his friends going, did you see me play on football last night on the television? Thunder and the 76ers go to overtime. This was a thrilling game that had so many highlights. The biggest one, the huge block Joel Embiid had of Russell Westbrook, who was going in for a potential game-winning layup at the end of regulation, just swats him through the backboard pretty much. And this game goes triple OT. Oklahoma City comes away with the 119-117 win. Ball batted around, picked up by Covington, and that's it. The Thunder survive here in triple overtime in a thrilling game in Philadelphia. Russell Westbrook now waving at Embiid, who, of course, was doing the wave a little bit earlier. So there it is, Thunder Radio Network on the call. Russell Westbrook, 27, 18 rebounds, and 15 assists tonight in the victory. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid, as you heard, 34, 8 rebounds, and six assists. The waving goes back to earlier in the game when Joel Embiid fouled out Stephen Adams. Adams, who has been having a great season so far, the one guy in the Thunder who was besides Westbrook, fouls out of the game, has a bad game, five points, just is and 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 is is used by Joel Embiid. Embiid spent the time waving goodbye to Stephen Adams as he got led from the floor. I was, you know, out, out of it's the game. It's a nice gesture, sure. And so after the game was over, Embiid was yelling something at Russell Westbrook, and Westbrook was waving goodbye, very much like, hey, I'll see you. I'll see you after. I'll see you after. It was awesome. The game on the court, the game within the game, and then you had the post-game comments. Here's Westbrook talking about why he was waving at Embiid after the game was over. I'll tell him to go home. <laughs> you know, he was talking mess with Steve-O, fouled out, waving. To the crowd, which is unnecessary, waving to go by, you know. And now it's time for him to go home. So he was telling him to go home. What did Joel Embiid have to say in response to Westbrook, who had a big night with 27 points, 18 rebounds, and 15 assists? Joel, what did you have to say to 
Westbrook after the game after he was waving at you. <laughs> told me to go home, man. I mean, this is my home, so I guess it's on him to go home. Uh, you know, uh, they won the game. I give them a lot of credit. They did a lot of things, but uh, I mean, the dual shot like that for 33. I wish I, I would have shot 33 times, and uh, I guess we would have we had a better chance of uh, actually winning the game. But, you know, he told me to go home, man. This is my home, man. I ain't going nowhere. Tell me to go home. I wish I shot 33 times during the game if you heard him say that in the middle because Westbrook was 10 for 33 from the floor. So, Joel Embiid, I wish I shot 33 times. Embiid actually shot 20 on his way to 34 points. Joel Embiid is a guy that could find his way into having a rivalry with everybody. He could be the Notre Dame of the NBA. How about that? He is that talented as far as having that charismatic it factor about him. Look, I'm never going to fall under the belief that Embiid is going to make it through a whole season because he's not. Because he's brittle and he's fragile. And he and how many minutes did he play tonight? He played, played 48. Almost, 48. Yeah, you can't play Joel Embiid 48. I mean, come on. I mean, that, you're just begging for the guy to get hurt. Well, that became the anyway. joke across the internet immediately. Sure. Hey, the Sixers have announced he's unavailable. And unfortunately, <laughs> that happened for a couple of blue checkmark guys where sarcasm doesn't quite we haven't gotten that font and you don't you can't click to hear someone say it's like ah you're being sarcastic so they start wait what happened to him what's going on it's like no he's he's okay it's okay just relax he's special in a way that he is becoming the next guy that the average fan not not the not the serious NBA fan because the serious NBA fan already knows is impressed by Joel Embiid but the average fan says what did the, oh what did he do tonight? I got to see the Sixers play tonight. What did he do? Like they do to the Warriors or this year now look the Knicks with Porzingis, like they do for Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City. What did, what did LeBron do tonight? Anytime one of those teams individuals plays, the average fan says I got to check in at least see what he did, what he said. And that's what Joel Embiid is becoming. He's becoming the next guy. How did he play? What did he say? Because he finds a way to be entertaining and annoying and relevant. Because he can be fun, he can annoy the crap out of you, but you pay attention to him. And it's okay to be entertaining and annoying because being annoying is okay. Like, look, you're annoyed at him tonight if you're a Thunder fan. But the next time he plays when he plays somebody else, you love him. So it's not like he's annoying all the time. He'll annoy you when he plays your team, but... He's got that it quality about him, and there's not many guys that you can say, no matter what their team did, how did this guy do, what happened with him tonight? Then he's becoming that guy. Well, but how many big men have we had like this as well? Right? You were waiting on him for a couple of years. You read all the articles. You'd had all the NBA insiders and everybody waiting for him to make an impact and be a a game-in, game-out contributor and not on the shelf for long periods of time. Thus far, they've gotten their rewards. You're looking at almost 24 points and 11 boards per game. He's good with the quotes, great on social media, yet fun back at the home run derby showing how many baseballs could fit into his gargantuan hands uh, and having some fun with that. But most of the time we're talking about, and, and, you know, LeBron James does a lot of things, a guy his size – should do, but Joel Embiid at seven feet tall, you got to go back to Shaq where you had a big man with a personality 
like this, right, where you could go and get a good post-game quote, where he'd get into a little bit of beef with opponents on innocuous things and just start chirping for seemingly no reason. Yeah, I but, think but that's the where thing we're getting is, but Shaq bit. came in hated. That's the difference is that Embiid comes in and he's fun. Like I said, if you're playing against him that night, you hate him. But other nights, you love him. But Shaq came in and he wasn't like because early on while he was dominant, he never showed that he cared that much about basketball. So there was a big anti-Shaq sentiment when he was with the Magic because it was all, he goes off and makes movies, he does this, why does he work on his free throw shooting? So he, even though he was fun, and you could see it, he still had much more people dislike him because of that. Well, but I think we're parsing out, like, which audience are we talking about, right? If you're talking about the NBA fan, Shaq was fun. They didn't care. What's he going to say next and what's he going to do? You're talking about the NBA purist. I mean, he he's getting that, how many years has he been retired at this point? He's still getting abused for it. Never giving enough effort. Never learning how to do this, that, or the other. He dominated from pillar to post when he was able to play. And unfortunately, the meat got him. His legs got him. <laughs> and those last couple of years, he became a vagabond going from uniform to uniform. The Jabberwockies, the Suns, sure. When he was hanging out, he was a member of the Celtics. I mean, there's just... <laughs> Kazam. Yeah, yeah, sure. You leave Kazam alone. <laughs> How dare you? Neon Badeau. But just sure. the idea being, that depending on who's making the argument, with Embiid, there's still a lot of that just unknown in terms of his game and, and what he's going to be able to do because he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So a lot of people, it's a lot of the wishing, wanting, hoping that he turns out to be the next great superstar at the center position. And thus far, it's working out. So I think it's you've you've got that. Whereas Shaq dominated from day one. We've been waiting on Embiid for years. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I can't count that he's going to be around. While he's around, it, enjoy him like this because it's not going to last. But like he's like he's like that Notre Dame. He can have a rivalry with so many teams. Already this year he's proven different teams he's had rivalry with. Well, sure. But Whether just, he's laughing with LeVar Ball or hating, that doesn't matter. Right, but from a basketball perspective, you know, he's he, people have been waiting so long that they're going to write as many positive columns about him as they can. As soon as he gets hurt again, that thousand words that they already put put down on paper, they're just going to change the date and submit that as copy. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, everything you need to know about a huge week in the National Football League. One of our most trusted insiders stops by to break it all down with us. This is Fox Sports Radio. Nick, this is next-level work by you tonight, I got to say. You have found the obscure Star Wars Christmas songs. Holiday, holiday. 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 songs. Very nice. Yeah, no, this, no, Chewbacca. Look, it's it's got to be something that was maybe made to order when you had the barking dogs jingle bells. How do you not have Chewbacca doing jingle bells? No, it flowed quite brilliantly yeah. out of it. And obviously, if the Disney company could figure out how to monetize the... Braying Chewbacca and holiday, holiday, holiday songs. You would have a CD or digital download available tomorrow. You know that's the one impression of mine. You never get upset that I do. You always get pissed off. You don't like Jerry Jones or Michael Caine or all these other Stephen A. Smith. But when I do Chewbacca, you never say. Well, anything. no, Stephen A. The, the Stephen A. It hurts hurts my ears. Yeah, it's too loud. Okay, too loud. Well, it's Stephen A. Yeah, but it's, it's too much. Too much. Okay. With the Jerry Jones, well, it's more just it's 
volume. As okay. in, how often? <laughs> when Jerry shows up. I want me some glory. Okay, when <sighs> Jerry walks through that door, in your impression, Jerry usually stays with us a while. <laughs> uh, uh, good morning to you. Uh, I like that uh, Poe Dameron fellow from the from the new Star Trek movie. It's uh, uh, pretty good. And uh, there was a Klingon in it. And uh, uh, that fella uh, who was married to the the uh, uh, the one who was in the Bunny movie, uh, the Anna Faris, uh, he was good too. And I liked the little talking raccoon. So uh, I'm a big fan of that uh, that their Star Alien movie. So with this deal between Fox and Disney, does that allow for? The first order to battle uh-huh. the Guardians of the Galaxy, absolutely with songs against Khan in a mm-hmm. triple threat match. <laughs> Write this down right now. Executives at Fox are saying, "Hey, that's a great idea. Write that down." Joining us on the hotline for all the latest news in the National Football League, Sporting News, NFL Insider, Series XM, NFL Radio host Alex Marvez, who is frantically jotting down your ideas. I know, Mike Harmon, for eight hundred words on Star Wars in the National Football League. What's happening, well, I mean, AM? <laughs> Hello. I'm, I'm a little thrown off. We have Black Cow instead of Gold Teeth Number 2. A little bit of different entrance music this evening. Yeah, a little but I'll bit. take it to Steely Dan nonetheless. Yeah, well, um, we, take, we, know, we got, like to change things up a little bit once in a while. You did shake things up. I will tell you that. How about the news tonight? Vince McMahon apparently exploring another pro football venture on his own. Yeah, the, the uh, Triple XFL. <laughs> hey now! <laughs> Triple-digit triple losses, maybe, I will tell you that. And, uh, you know, coming that for Vince. Yeah, you know, interesting, though. I mean, again, maybe he wants to be interested in investing something. And listen, if you want to get on Donald Trump's good side, put out a product to go opposite the NFL, and maybe they could strip away all the regulations and things like that, send players out there without pads and helmets, and, and just see what happens. I, I, I don't think you're gonna. people are going to want to watch people standing for the national anthem being the highlight of the game. Yeah, well, other than that, I mean, you know, it, it, it does. It is interesting, though. I mean, is the NFL vulnerable to another league coming along, potentially signing away players? Even if you're looking at a launch date of 2021, when the NFL's collective bargaining agreement expires with the NFLPA, can you use another group of well-heeled billionaires, so to speak, as leverage uh, to try to get players away to sign? Because the contracts become some players become voided, you know, and, and you have a you have a lockout situation. So just something, uh, some food for thought there on this. Although, you know. Again, I just when Vince McMahon does anything outside of pro wrestling, it's a complete disaster. He's an incredible con man, but anything else outside of that, it just just he's not very good at. All right, and we got to get to something. I'm sure you spent some time on this on, on your show tonight. The Panthers have opened an investigation into allegations of workplace misconduct against their owner and founder Jerry Richardson. This on the heels of the the horrible NFL Network stories earlier today and, and ESPN or earlier this week where numerous analysts who worked both there and at ESPN were suspended after sexual misconduct allegations. Part of me says, okay, there's no way this wasn't going to touch sports, but I, I never for a second thought we're going to see an owner be one of the first people involved in the NFL in this thing. Well, number one, we don't know that it's necessarily a, a sex allegation. That's it's, it's misconduct in the workplace, yes. Right. So, you know, this, this that's a pretty wide swath. And if you read between the lines in that they mention a whole bunch of things that you shouldn't discriminate against. You shouldn't discriminate against religion. You shouldn't discriminate against race. You shouldn't discriminate against sexuality, all of those types of things, you know, gender, et cetera. So it's really a little bit open-ended 
right now as far as this goes. I don't want to put out rumblings of what I hear because I don't think it's fair because, first, I haven't gotten them confirmed, and, and second, you know, there, there'll be some stuff coming out soon enough, I'm sure. But I, from what I understand, this isn't related to a sexual conduct type of thing that seems to be, you know, pretty much uh, you know, going on around. I don't think this is a Me Too type situation involving the Carolina Panthers. I could be proven wrong, but that's about all I know and really all I can say about it at this point. But I can tell you from a football standpoint, this isn't good for the Carolina Panthers uh, to have your owner, Jerry Richardson, involved in something like this because players begin to chatter and they wonder what's going on with him. It puts Ron Rivera in a difficult spot because he's got to pledge allegiance to his owner, even if his owner may have done something that crossed the line ethically. And, of course, one has to wonder, with the great job that the NFL has done with its investigations, (coughs) how are they going to get involved in this? The Panthers are investigating themselves. Who owns the Panthers? Jerry Richardson. Who are they investigating? Jerry Richardson. What does that mean? I don't know. Another chase your tail and then release a statement 18 months from now. Kind of like the NCAA. (laughs) Conclusion of no wrongdoing or a slap on the wrist in in some way, shape, or form. But it's a story that comes to light as the Panthers, still vying for playoff seating, uh, get a rejuvenated Packers squad that, did the Calipari succeed and proceed against the Browns in overtime? And now that guy, Aaron Rodgers, is back under center. A lot of critics coming out this week saying, hey, you know, he, they should have been shut down. But he's back, ready to go. What are you expecting to see out of him this weekend? I'm expecting, a, look, I'm expecting a spirited performance by the Packers. And I talked to Mike Daniels, you know, the Packers defensive lineman about this. And he said, look, Aaron comes out there. And, I mean, he basically, I couldn't even describe him as Mike Daniels as being energetic talking about it. It would be more like euphoric. I think is the right way to put it. Because Aaron has, you know, he's talking trash to his teammates. He's got guys amped up. I mean, he's doing his part. But I think he said it best in, in the news conference he had with the media that I'm not here to save everybody. He'll do his part. He'll encourage people. He'll add everything he can to this team. But others have to make some plays, right? And, you know, the one thing is he's got to get time against the Panthers. This is like a terrible team to come back against. In sure. fact, the next two weeks are miserable, right, from a pass rush standpoint. You know, you're, you're, you may be a little bit rusty, and right away, boom, you're under fire from the Panthers. And then the next week, the revenge game against Minnesota and Anthony Barr, the guy that knocked him out with that broken collarbone. But, you know, it is exciting. I mean, just to see A-Rod back on the field, something we didn't necessarily think we would get when he first got hurt. He And listen, kudos to Brett Hundley. At least he kept his team afloat, you know, and played better football down the stretch. The Packers are still viable entering week 15. That's something we couldn't have said probably four weeks ago that we'd see coming. One of the marquee games of the week, Alex, you know, something that after week four, if we told you, hey, get ready for week 15 <laughs> when the Chargers are going to visit Kansas City, you would have said, you're crazy and on drugs, but hey, A.M., Get ready for the Chargers visiting Kansas City and first place in the AFC West on the line. Right, and I always say you're crazy and on drugs anyway. And ah, that's true. Sure, sure. Do that. Okay. So yeah, it's not really changed, but but nonetheless, I call it the Forsberg effect of, of what's gone on with the Chargers. Have you noticed that they're starting to win since Justin Forsberg has come oh. on as a producer? You know, you know what I mean for their the pregame radio. That's not a coincidence that Justin is a real inspiration to a lot of folks there, and the Chargers are like that a win one for the Gipper. It's like win one for the Forzy. You know, that's how they look <laughs> at it there. Uh, you know, in, in Los Angeles, I tell you what though, man, they are th- Philip Rivers. And how about this? Is this guy going to win the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award twice? I think he can win the MVP. I think it's him or Russell Wilson right now. 
Oh, I'm an Anthony and Antonio Brown guy on this one. Russell Wilson, I'm not so sure. Although, listen, he is he is doing his part, and we got to see what happens against the Rams. But Rivers has a shot. But you know what? I mean, I just think that the starting 0 and 4, and I know he's come on strong, but I just don't know if he's going to get that that type of voting. I think people are going to look at strength of schedule and say, meh. You know, I mean, where are the signature wins? Where are the real good wins over real good teams and that sort of thing? It's a lousy division, and I'm not sure. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I think he's worth a piece of hardware, but it's probably going to be that comeback player of the award thing. Can you actually win comeback player of the award for a guy who comes back in the same season? Because maybe they should add that award too. When you're 0 and 4, and Philip Rivers is not looking all that sharp in the first couple of weeks, but man, they have the passing game going. We know all about the defensive pass rush that is leading this defense, and these are some weaknesses that the Kansas City Chiefs have right now. I mean, if the Chargers don't charger, and when I say that, if they truly are a different team <laughs> under Anthony Lynn, mm-hmm. if you don't blow it in the fourth quarter, if you don't commit some sort of crazy special teams mistake to cost your team the victory, I mean, then yeah, they, then they're going to win this division tomorrow night. They're going to beat the Chiefs. But again, it is so hard. And listen, I grew up a Chargers fan until I started covering the NFL. I've gone through this. I've been there. I've done that. I, I've you know I've blown so many picks trying to guess who's going to win a division, who's going to win a Super Bowl each year. You know, picking the Chargers that I'm just very skeptical until they actually get it done that they're getting it done. Lastly, you mentioned it, MVP Antonio Brown. That's your latest up at SportingNews.com. Give the good people a 15 to 20 second tease of what they're finding in your argument. It's pros and cons, you know, both for and against. And like you say, you're, you're not looking at him. You didn't think about him as an MVP. It wasn't the first name that came to your to your head. But when you look at the numbers, you look at what he's meant to this team, the, the signature plays that he's made, it might just be honoring a guy who's the very best at his position. And that's something that you can't deny about Antonio Brown this season. But an unbelievable year for him. Can't wait. Stillers, Patriots, I'll be covering it for SportingNews.com. All right, what's your pick? I'm going. I'm going with the with the Steelers. I just think it's their year, you know. So watch Patriots win by forty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they could put up fifty. That could be. That could be a big game tonight. Uh, thanks so much, AM. As always, appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy the last Jedi. If you go see it. Uh, thank you. Um, I haven't seen any of these Star Wars in about thirty years. So, so that's I guess out. Uh, thank you. Hey, by the way, enjoy the Bryce Petty experience on Sunday. <laughs> Plus 17 and a half, hey. AM. <laughs> Could get up to 21 by the time Sunday rolls around. Take it easy, Alex. Bye, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to that game at all. No. You, you want to talk about a game that everybody sees coming? Uh, this, yeah, what, 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 it's going to be 48 to 3. Oh, I mean, I'm going to have my popcorn. The game, I mean, in New Orleans, I mean, it's forget it. Kamara's back. And forget, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to watch and go, can they keep it? Can they get keep the popcorn, Saints man. under 50? Can they stop Ingram and. Kamara for running for an NFL record yards in a game. I mean, really, and can Bryce Petty score 10 points? That's really what I'm looking at. It's a lot of questions. Those are the keys to the game brought hey. to you by Jason Smith. <laughs> Coming up in one minute, maybe the stat of the decade when it comes to the National Football League. But speaking of stats, a guy who makes his living with stats, a guy mm-hmm. who since he started doing stats for the Chargers, <laughs> they have turned their season around from That's 0-4 right. to where they sit right now. He is special delivery, Steve DeSager. That's right. They won 7 of 9 going into the Saturday night game. You mentioned the Jets just keeping it close. Maybe key to victory. Well, not key to victory. Key to actually being able to play in the game is showing up on time for a team meeting. <laughs> Muhammad Wilkerson not making the trip to New Orleans. Coach's decision, NJ.com says Wilkerson. Again, late for a team meeting. Not on the trip. And by the way, with the Vince McMahon news, 
Maybe in honor of that. The Rock says he's all psyched about the XFL. Oh, wait a minute. The Rock is inside. He's pumped about the XFL. Well, there you go. The Vince, And this is straight from a spokesperson, WWE Tonight. Vince McMahon has established and is personally funding a separate entity from WWE to explore investment opportunities across sports and entertainment, including pro football. And, quote, Mr. McMahon has nothing further to announce at this time. <laughs> Sweet. I'm so, going to wait because so, I saw how it went last time. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we all saw that. Boy, talk about tanking. The Broncos placed quarterback Trevor Simeon on injured reserve. Coaches Pete Carroll and Sean Payton were each fined $10,000 by the league for going onto the field during games. Oakland wide receiver Amari Cooper with his bad ankle out for Sunday night against Dallas. Two NFL games tomorrow, Chicago at Detroit, then the Chargers at KC. We have a lot of baseball news in a moment. First off, that great NBA game tonight, Oklahoma City in triple overtime, winning at Philadelphia, 119-117. Philly has now lost 17 straight head-to-head with OKC over the past decade. Russell Westbrook, a triple-double. Utah won at Boston, 107-95. Utah center Rudy Gobert left with a knee injury, reportedly a possible MCL sprain after a teammate rolled into him. And Derek Favors left with an eye laceration, and the Jazz won on the road. Chicago won its fifth straight, a victory at Milwaukee, and Houston won its 12th in a row, beating up San Antonio 124-109. to Finally, the baseball, the Angels signed shortstop Zach Cozart from the Reds. He'll play third base now. Three-year deal, $38 million. Cozart, a career 254 hitter, batted 297 this year. The Phillies gave free agent first baseman Carlos Santana a three-year contract worth $60 million pending a physical. Santana had been eight years with Cleveland. And San Francisco traded lefty pitcher Matt Moore to Texas, a guy who was 6-15 and 15 last season. Cleveland, by the way, invited outfielder Melvin Upton to spring training. Career batting average 243, and he did not play this year. Back to you. Steve DeSager, thanks so much. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, live from the Geico Studios, call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance from Geico. Here is your stat of the decade. Let's go. Uh, it's not often, I, except, you know, usually every few months, they say, here's the stat of the year. If you Just do because, anything having to do with Keenan Allen, I will it's tackle not, you. It's not Keenan. Keenan Allen, though, on third down. Go Chargers, go. Since December 28th of 2015. All right. Star Wars leads the Browns three to one. Three wins to one. Is that what no, we're, no. we're saying? Sports Center put this out. I got to give them credit for it, obviously, because it's hilarious. It's fun. It's wrong, and I mean wrong in the moral sense. But since December twenty eighth of two thousand and fifteen, we have had three Star Wars movies. One win by the Browns. One. Well, they didn't have real players. Three movies. Yeah. One win. Three movies. And if they don't win again, when the new Han Solo movie comes out in May, it's going to be four to one. Oh, uh, they're getting boat raced. Then, then, it's, then, you're, then you're talking about if they go through next year and don't win, then you're going to have another year with two, and you're going to have the Boba Fett movie, and then you're going to have episode nine, and it's going to be six to one, and they're never going to catch them. They'll never catch Star Wars. And then once that salacious crumb movie comes out, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> two hours of that. You like my? I have a salacious crumb that, impression. That's really hitting the bottom of the <laughs> bottom of the barrel in terms of celebrity. Zoe hates salacious crumb. Hates that dad. I hate that salacious crumb. Hates and I just go. <laughs> hates him. Hates him. Hates him. She's gonna put a pillow over. But you, you know who she does like? Badly. She likes size noodles. 
Oh. Like Size Noodles, not so much Salacious Crumb. Just because his name's Size Noodles? Yeah, well, you can't get a name like Size Noodles. Yeah, it's a positivity kind of thing. But certainly, they're going to get boat raced. I mean, unless they really turn things around. Now, they have the draft picks in 2018. Doesn't right? matter. Five picks inside. Doesn't matter. Come on, I'm trying. Dude, how many draft picks have they had the last couple of years of Paul DePotessa saying, oh, we're going to make trades and we're going to get draft picks. But, and we're gonna have all how, draft. If you don't draft anybody who's good, it doesn't matter. No, but look how quickly they abandoned that. We're, Dan and I were talking about this last night. Dan Byer in for you while you were off yesterday. And, and we got into a little bit of, of Dorsey's comments of, oh, I didn't have real players and whatever else. The tepid endorsement of Hugh Jackson and and all of that. And it becomes the, all right, you decided you were going to go down this road and you're almost at a, a valid statistical sample size because you're at one in 28. You need 30, you know, as we go back to our uh, statistics books from back in the day. So you're just on the cusp and you say, all right, that's we, we've run this far enough. I really think the analysis came down to holding up pictures of quarterbacks that they didn't select and saying, this is why we stink. To which I would argue the rest of the 52 guys that you're choosing <laughs> – are going to keep any of those quarterbacks from being the guy they could be. So don't look at Carson Wentz and say, wow, we could have had Carson Wentz. Because if the rest of your team stinks, there's only so much he can do as a savior. Yeah, but they're, they're doing, as far as their strategy, we want to build from the offensive line out, like the Cowboys. Yeah, that's awesome. But you got to have a quarterback, man. You can't keep saying, oh, we'll try to get by. Here's RG3. That ruined you. And that was just stupid thinking he's going to show up and be healthy. Of course, that's not going to happen. Hey, but he turned down Doesn't two matter. offers. Doesn't According matter. to him. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to the Browns. Why? Because that's a play. Nope. You're just going to get hurt. That's why. Look, the Browns, it doesn't matter what you have if you can't analyze talent. And you can't get a plan in there. Yep. What the Browns need, to be quite honest now, I thought this would be more Star Wars, but it could be more Browns oriented. That's fine. But what the Browns need is they need what they need to do what the Raiders did three years ago. When the Raiders were going through a new coach every 18 months yep. and a new GM, they need to hire a head coach who at least people can say, okay, we're not backsliding and he's going to be here a while. When the Raiders hired Jack Del Rio, was Jack Del Rio a guy that won big? No. Did he win decently? Yeah. Did he have long stops previously? Yeah. They need a coach that people can say, okay, no matter what, he's going to be here a while. All you need to do is have that and things will build. Because, look, the Raiders, up until this year, they were on the cusp of being the next great team. This is a bad year, and they realize they got to do a couple of different things offensively. And Derek Carr, they have to get him different kinds of help. But they're on the cusp. And last year was awesome, and Carr got hurt. Well, but why did they start? They hired Del Rio. They drafted Derek. Okay, that's going to put things into place. They need to hire a coach that's going to be a solid guy that is going to stop the silliness and the buffoonery and stop the, the punchlines that are going to go along with guys like Hugh Jackson, and then you move on from there. And there's plenty of guys like that who would take that job. You need a guy that's coached in the NFL, has had a modicum of success, and will come in and say, okay, this guy's going to – that. then that's when the Browns truly will start doing being all right and start winning. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca Twitter at How About a Fresca the Jason Smith Show Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios coming up next stuff that we have to get off our chest about the NFL going into this weekend some of you are going to love it some of you are not but it's next on Fox. I didn't know there were so many Star Wars Christmas holiday holiday 
Holiday songs. I, 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 I think I've descended into holiday, holiday, holiday hell. <laughs> Why? What's, what's, what's wrong? We'll never hear these songs again after tonight. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> great news. Great news. Yeah, you'll never hear these songs again after tonight. No, great news. <laughs> you want to save money, go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. We have more NBA, the game of the night, and the fallout of the LeBron-Lonzo conversation now that we know what was said between the two of them last night following the Cavaliers' big victory over the Lakers. But going into this weekend in the NFL, there's many things that we have to get off our chest. As we get ready for the games that I don't want to say have bothered me, but it's just things that 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 have just gotten under my skin a little bit you want to yell what really yeah. grinds my gears couple, no no not like grind that. no no not that but just oh, more dude, like you know stealing that from peter griffin this no 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 this this needs this needs to be to be talked about there's All a right. couple of things that need to be talked about the first one is this i'm really pissed off the buffalo bills are enjoying this playoff run they don't deserve it they don't deserve this run because they tried to tank the beginning of the season. They tried to tank in the middle of the season. They tried to give the game to the Colts in a five-foot snowbank last yep. week, and still they won, and they're in the thick of the playoff chase. They don't deserve it. You have to love they the fact that it. they're 7-6, and six and they have given up 50 more points than they've scored. Ponder don't deserve it. Moment. Don't deserve it. The quarterback change from don't Taylor deserve to it. Peterman. Nope, don't deserve it. Somehow they won in the snow. With Nathan Peterman last week, they don't deserve it. I, I, I it, certain teams just deserve success because no, they don't deserve it. I don't know you're why. Really, I don't know is how. This because you're the Jets, I and after all that promise and everything, when you had those the Jets five tried to take, we went five and eight. No, we don't know how to finish games. We can't finish games. The, the season went went off the rails when they had that three game stretch where we couldn't close out, starting with the Patriots. And we couldn't close them out. We couldn't close out the Dolphins. That was where the season got away because we should have been six and two. But instead, no, we were sitting at four and five. And uh, that's what it was. We couldn't close out three games we should have closed out, including the Patriots. You realize the Colts, owing to them, as you mentioned, that game in the snow, Colts have blown five fourth quarter leads. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Five losses leading in the fourth quarter. And you blew it! It, it helps really put, put in perspective. The Andrew Luck injury on a team devoid of playmakers on both sides of the ball, and yet and Frank Gore plotting his way towards another couple spots on the all-time list. You said Frank Gore. I'm going to go to his old team. I don't buy Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't. I know there's many people that are talking about how exciting he is. I don't buy Jimmy Garoppolo. He has a lot of bad habits. He doesn't step into any of his throws because he doesn't want to get hit. He throws off his back foot way too much, and he's trying to get by just on his arm. And I get that he's had a couple of nice games so far, but I don't see long-term success for him. Watch him play. Just watch him play. He doesn't even pass the eye test. It's all hips and just try to throw it. Doesn't want to, whether it's because he has flashbacks to his to his shoulder injury from a year ago, whatever it is, he just doesn't look like a guy that is in the middle of the pool, stand in for a hit, will try to make those plays. I'm, I'm getting, I'm just going to sling it, and I'm going to sling it. And I, I don't get it. I, I watch him. I don't, I don't think Jay Cutler tapes for inspiration are good before a game, but maybe that's what he does. I don't get it. We saw what Jay Cutler did to the Patriots the other night, just carving them up 
winging it downfield. But for Garoppolo, I think this goes back to our Joel Embiid conversation a little bit earlier. People have been waiting for him to see the field for so long that now it's there. any type of success is going to be taken to the extreme. The fact that they won a couple of games when, like your Jets, were expected to win maybe one or two games <laughs> and, and rot at the bottom of the standings and battling for number one. And I think it helps because there's a conversation that has to be had about franchise tags, long-term contracts, and what do you do with Jimmy Garoppolo. So it helps to push that with each win. But I'm with you. The fundamentals to this point still leave you a bit uneasy if you're about to fork over massive contract dollars to him while still building the rest of that offense. Most disappointing quarterback out of this trio, Derek okay. Carr, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Most disappointing. I'm going to say it's Mariota. Derek Carr is inconsistent. He's not There's awful. Both. He's just not at the level he was a year ago, and he doesn't have the weapons he needs. He also gets screwed by his receivers. True. On average, three to five passes. times a game. Jameis Winston is all talk. He's all talk. He's not as talented as you think. He's he's a guy that likes to project an image, but he is all talk. He's all image and rah-rah, and uh, I'm an important part of this team because I get fired up on the sidelines. But Mariota stuns me. He's got everything, and still, he's having a horrendous season, and still, the Titans are in the number one wild card spot. The balance that had been established, or at least on paper, by Tennessee, it, you just haven't seen it consistently, right? Davis was hurt. Decker's been a no-show most of the season. Matthews has had a couple of big games. And the run game, you know, that, that gets kind of uh, confuses folks because of a couple of big runs make the average look a lot better. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, big stories from the NBA and, of course, Last Jedi, Fox. Final hour of the show, it is the Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. And if you miss any of the show... Coming up in about an hour or so from now, it'll be ready for you to download iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. You can download the best of, the entire show, whatever you want. It is there for you. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app. Listen to it. Rate us. Give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. Maybe you're making your way home after seeing The Last Jedi. Maybe you're on your way to it. Maybe you're going to experience something that nearly happened here in Burbank, California, about Uh-oh. 24 hours Uh-oh. ago. What happened? What, what when happened? When the movie began to play, but there was no audio track, and there was a near riot. Wow. You will rewind that movie. Play it right now. Play it from the start. So it's just the opening crawl. There's I no know, audio. No. I need to hear this song. I need to scream when Lucasfilm comes up on the screen and all of that. I need to be able to do it all. And so they were angry. Those Jedi-robed people marched down towards the manager and said, I demand you start this over. Police had to be called. I would have been the first guy right away. And as soon as the movie comes on, audio, 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 can't hear it. Can't hear it. Hey, 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 hey. Can't hear it. Can't hear it. That's one thing I got to be honest. I obviously took yesterday off. I took Zoe to see Last Jedi. She wanted to do it. It was her birthday. 
before you think, oh, no, it's what she wanted to do. Uh-huh. Uh, not as Zoe, many Zoe, people... you want to go see The Last Jedi, right? No, she's a you Star Wars freak. Je- she Zoe, is... Zoe, you want to see it, right? 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 No, she is all about Ray. All about Ray. Loves Ray more than... Any... Dressed up as Ray last night and a Ray costume to go to the movie. She had people wanted to take pictures with her. Not as many people dressed up as I thought there would be. Even last year with Rogue One. Remember the one cosplay guy that I took pictures with oh, yeah. dressed up like No, Krennic? you should have come here. You should have oh, come was, back to Sherman Oaks. There was there was nobody. Oh, no. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, there were a lot of people. Really? All right, good. Oh, I saw good, a good, bit good. of everything. Uh, really? Like, Not like, the good stuff. Like sexy Star Wars no, costumes? unfortunately. Like, hey, I'm Han Solo, but I'm only wearing the belt. <laughs> and a blaster. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey it two. is the slide over baby hour R2. here Take on it a easy. Friday night into Saturday morning in the Fox Sports Radio studio. And now, we're not going to have any spoilers no, on, on that. Last Jedi. Of course, anything we talk about the movie, we're not, you know, we're not going to spoil. You can't do that until people stop going to The Last Jedi and instead turn their attention to Jumanji. Are you done? Are you, oh, my God. I, they, they, whoever, I forget whoever's doing Jumanji. Who's doing Jumanji? Because that is everywhere. Every movie theater, the people that work there are wearing Jumanji shirts. The posters are everywhere. It's like, please go see Jumanji. I'm going, oh, my God, you're really begging. You're really begging me to go see Jumanji. The Rock says it's from Columbia Pictures. Oh, they are begging people to go see that. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I, it just looks, it's one of the movies I'm going to wait until, you tell, until people tell me it's okay to go see. And then I'm still not going to trust you. Nah, I don't know. As much as I love The Rock and everything that The Great One gives us. <laughs> but the the one thing I will say, and, and this is before we get into the, the LeBron Lonzo stuff, is I realized last night on the way home, and again, no spoilers, Zoe is talking about the movie, Dad, what was your favorite part? I like this. I like this. And, you know, she's all talking about Ray, Ray, Ray. And she says to me, the one thing she said to me at the end of the movie, she goes, Dad, why was Mark Hamill's name first? I said, what do you mean? She goes, in the credits at the end, why was his name first? Ray was Ray was much bigger character than him. And I was like, well, Mark Hamill was Luke for a long time. You loved Luke. She goes, yeah, but Ray. And she, she is all about Ray. She's all about Ray. Look, Harrison Ford had the, the, uh, the designation, obviously, as the number one star in Force Awakens because Luke you know, really wasn't in it. Sorry, spoiler. Uh, Luke really wasn't in that, um, but you know Mark Hamill. Like, well, but Mark it's still Hamill's, Harrison Ford. Yeah, and it's still is this is Ford. yeah. And even though Daisy Ridley is a bigger star than Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill is look he is global. I mean, he is everybody Daisy knows Ridley's who he is. Not a bigger star than Mark well, Hamill. but that's 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 where I'm getting to now. My point is that Star Wars is no longer for you and I. You know, when Force Awakens came out, I kind of got it a little bit, but there was still there was so much of. Han Solo and Princess Leia and Chewbacca and the breakdown of the new characters and the older characters was kind of even. Like you there was just as big a plot line for Ray and Finn as there was once they introduced Han Solo and then here here comes R2D2 and C3PO and Princess Leia and you know everybody comes back in it. It was more of a it was more of a okay it, it's it's a it's kind of a, a an even dispersion. And now you get to this movie and now beyond and you realize that the old characters are in it just because they're in it. And Star Wars is not for you and I. Whenever the old characters are in it now, it's for a nice wink and a nod at us When with Luke is in it. You know, hey, it's great seeing Luke, who was the guy of our youth, the star of our youth, and 
Harrison Ford and seeing Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, and seeing all those characters. But it's really now about the next generation and these stars that are in the movies now. It's about Ray and Finn and Poe and Kylo Ren. And this is that these are the characters that are now going to push the franchise. And this is who the movie is aimed at now. It's always it's aimed at those kids. And here are the characters that they're going to, you know, Zoe's going to grow up with Ray. Possibly, depending, we don't know how the movies are going to all go. But, you know, she's going to grow up with Ray like we grew up with Luke. You know, and 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 you're gonna grow up. You know, depend. Like I said, depending on what happens, I'm not spoiling anything for the movies. But depending on the characters, here's your new. This is your new generation, and this is who Star Wars is aimed at. So now you're seeing it go in a direction of okay, okay. You you know you you know late thirty and forty year olds, and this is awesome and it's great, and you're in your fifties here. Here's, but you're kind of we're, we got to leave you behind because we got to go tell a new story. And this is what it's going to be. And meanwhile, it was great. We told you the Rogue One story. That that was all new characters, but it was also about a time and plot line that you loved, which was right before A New Hope began. But now we're we're moving on. And I'm sorry. It's like the the Toy Story at the end of Toy Story three when you know Andy and Woody, and it's like, hey, got to move on. Sorry. Now that I'll spoil because it's been out a long time. How dare you? Uh, you know, it's time to move on. And I feel like that Star Wars is telling everybody now. It's time for us to move on. We, so what you're saying is the movie... On the, we have to focus on these characters that these this generation of kids are going to grow up with. So this is the William Shatner Saturday Night Live skit <laughs> telling people to grow up and get a life. When's the last time you had a date with a girl? <laughs> is, course, that, is that what you're saying here? <laughs> that was uh, my recreation of season three, episode 16 of The Evil Kirk. Oh, great. But that and it's kind of sad. It's a little sad in a way in that... Yeah, I realize now that this is now that it's now it's made for, which is great, and I can still enjoy it. And I still, we still have conversations about everything, and I still love it just as much as I did. But it's not for me anymore. It, you know, the NFL is always going to be for me, no matter how old I am. If I'm 15 or 55 or 85, the NFL is always going to be for me. But Star Wars is not, and it's it's moving on, and that's just the natural part of life. And that's just how it's going to go. Wow, that was really depressing. I'm just saying, it's a natural thing. You're still a childlike figure in my eyes, (laughs) Jason Smith, each and every night here in the Geico Studios, where you say, hey, look, hey, look, Attack of the Clones is like, get that up on that screen. Well, we are watching Attack of the Clones. We got Ian McDiarmid on screen right now, and you're a huge Ian McDiarmid fan. Oh, he's fantastic. That's why we had to put him on. I celebrate his entire catalog. So be it, Jedi. I need one of the, an autographed photo of him up on my wall. You know, I thought he was like 65 when they made these movies back in like, you know, when he was the first time when he was the emperor around. Now I'm like, oh no, he's like, he must have been like 30. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, makeup like and lighting the, is a beautiful thing. He's like 60 in Attack of the Clones. It's a good move. <laughs> uh, we now know exactly what Lonzo and LeBron James spoke about last night at the close of the Cavaliers' victory over the Lakers. When the game ended, LeBron went up to talk to Lonzo. He covered his mouth with his T-shirt. He said something to him. What do he say? What do he say? What do he say? What do he say? Well, now we know, after today, what was said. A Reddit user, and trust me, when things happen now, when when oceans rise and empires fall Nicely and done. governments are, are taken out of power, it's going to be started by somebody on Reddit who had a theory. Okay, just so you know, Reddit's going to start the downfall of all of these things. A user on Reddit posted a transcript of the conversation heard through a foreign language feed of the Cavaliers' win. ESPN confirmed the content of the conversation. This is what 
LeBron told Lonzo Ball, quote, find your zone and just stay blanking locked in. Right? Find your zone, just stay blanking locked in. The media is going to ask you what I told you right now. Tell them nothing. Just be very aggressive every single day. It's white noise to you. That's all it is. All right? Let's go. Find your zone and just stay bleeping locked in. The media is going to ask you what I told you right now. Tell them nothing. Tell them nothing, (laughs) Jedi. We cannot have them know the location of the secret plans. Just be aggressive every single day. It's white noise to you. That's all it is. All right, let's go. Number one, this is LeBron just trolling the media. Because if he wanted to, he didn't have to cover his mouth. He could have just said, hey, find your zone and just bleeping stay locked in. There's nothing wrong with that. What What, what is anybody going to say? fairly a basic no. and innocuous message. He, right? wanted this to, he wanted this to become a story mm-hmm. because he's calculating. He didn't need to say anything about the media. He could have just said, find your zone and stay bleeping locked in. That's it. That's all he had to say. Okay, that's what he said. But no, he wanted to do this. But for a guy who's pretty smart, he's also pretty dumb. Because what he is doing now is what is absolutely tearing apart the United States. The distrust in the media. Anytime a story gets out, whether it's bad publicity for somebody or somebody doesn't like what it is, they just say fake news. No, 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 this isn't real. This isn't real. And President Trump pushes this. We saw, you know, Roy Moore tried to do it. Everybody... It doesn't matter. Politics on down. Whenever a story gets out that people don't like, they say, oh, it's fake news, not believable. And when you see a mistake being made, like CNN happens once in a while, then you go, oh, they're making stuff up. They're ma-. Nobody is making stuff up. All right, do reporters get stuff wrong now and again? Sure. Is 99.9% of reports accurate and truthful? Yes. But just because people say this is fake news doesn't mean you should believe them. But that's exactly what goes on. And here's LeBron now who wants to make it tell the media nothing. The media are not your enemy. And in a walk of life where we're in right now, where anytime there's distrust between the media and the people, that's awful. Because we need the media to tell us the truth about things. Democracy dies in darkness. It's the Washington Post's new moniker. And we need this because reports that come out that are reported by news organizations, we believe because these are truthful. And when you're told, oh, the media is your enemy, whoa, 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 now suddenly we can't believe anything. And here's LeBron who is basically pushing that narrative of saying, tell the media not. No, the media is not Lonzo Ball's enemy. Lonzo Ball is enjoying a great reputation because everybody hates his dad. So, you know, good luck. You know, you know, no one's hating on Lonzo. Everybody loves you. Hating your dad, but they love you. So, so here's LeBron pushing this issue and making it even worse than it is right now. Well, it's don't give this up. Let people speculate because the story is going to continue to run. And it's like when LeBron shows up at World Series games or any of those kind of things, like it becomes about him, right? When it, when he takes that or when he was doing the, uh, what was it, the Windians for the uh, Cleveland Indians run, it became about him and taking away from, from the the efforts of the, the tribe. So when you look at the LeBron James here, it's another example of, all right, I'm going to own this for the next 24 hours. It's going to be all about what I said to you and all, all the speculation of what we're doing. And he knows what Lonzo's going through. He's one of the few guys that can actually relate to the bubble uh, that he's under, not having the LeVar ball effect. But certainly Lonzo, high expectations put on Mag- by Magic Johnson and the media, then jumps on that, and you roll through that as much as Lonzo's 
from all reports, you know, well-liked by his teammates, other than Kuzma making fun of the price of big ball and brand merchandise. Baltic, Baltic now. It's Baltic, Baltic? yes, okay. Baltic, yeah. Well, have they applied for the trademarks and uh, I would have. registrations, I, me... I guess, under that? Let me see. Hang on. I'm a little frightened. As big to what's coming up. Baltic brand license. Uh, no, I think I can get it. Okay, go get it. Hey, let me see if let me see let me see anybody squatting at it on the internet. Hang on. Bigbalticbrand.com. Big. I like that. But just the idea that Lonzo's going through all this stuff. But oh, no IP address. There you go. But for LeBron James, it's the opportunity to get some more headlines, get some more of the let's connect the dots to Los Angeles and keep the tongues wagging cuz you know what? It's only mid-December. There's a lot of basketball <laughs> to be played and a lot of time before decisions have to be made. So if he can make the talk about him for a little while longer and give people something to spin over, he does. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, we'll head to Vegas, get all the big news for the weekend's action in the National Football League and beyond. Where are the lines moving? What does Vegas know? You'll find out next on Fox. All right, you got to tell me the truth, Nick. You got to tell me the truth. Is this all from the same album, or did you find this all across the internet? Like, like, is there like a Star Wars Christmas album that I wasn't aware of? <laughs> okay. Hey, Anthony Daniels, George Lucas. Yeah, what do you need, sir? Hey, I need you to come and sing some Christmas songs to C-3PO. Oh, I'll be right there, sir. I'm a classically trained actor. Leave me alone. Uh, they'll pay you 100 bucks a song. Oh, okay. I'll be right there. Joining us now on the hotline, no one better than our man in Vegas, Todd Furman. Follow him on Twitter at Todd Furman. Todd, the founder of the Bet the Board podcast, contributor to CBSI and Fox Sports 1 Race Hub, former odds maker at Caesars, who has just walked out of The Last Jedi and has a full three-minute review for us. Todd, go. Blown lie, uh, The Last Jedi will not get a dollar from me. I do respect everyone uh, that lauds Star Wars for what they mean to the silver screen, but I cannot put myself in that class of being a fan, so I can't offer any sort of criticism, good, bad, or indifferent. Wait, what's wrong with you? Everybody's a Star Wars fan. What are you talking about? You know what? It's not a series I ever got into. I was kind of a sci-fi guy growing up, but never got into Star Wars, never got into Star Trek. I appreciate what it means and the billions of dollars it'll generate in revenue. Uh, for not only the movie companies, for all the merchandise around it, but uh, just not my thing. If wait, it's not wait, wait. Star Wars or Star Trek, yeah. you were a Lauren Green and Battlestar Galactica kind of guy? No, no, he's a Doctor no. Who guy. Oh, I, like, I uh, was more of Doctor a uh, sci-fi, like, books type of guy. I read all sorts of, like, I think the author was Isaac Ashimov, all sorts about, like, sure. robot takeovers and all that kind of thing. Never really got into the sci-fi movie, so to speak. Oh, all right. So so if I wanted to parlay oh, like, here we go. the Jets plus 21 and you going to see Last Jedi, I have a better shot of the Jets covering the 21. Uh, you got a better chance of the Jets beating the Saints outright on Sunday than me <laughs> spending a dollar to go see The Last Jedi. <laughs> okay, so now we know where you stand. Hey, and you know what? It's not one of those things. Some people, they, they, they're vehemently against it. I'm just, you know, not my thing. I respect people that want to wait in line for four or five hours. They want to buy their tickets you know, weeks in advance, I'm more than happy to go to a movie on Sunday night that nobody else is going to see in an empty theater and, uh, you know, being able to offer criticism of it um, come Monday morning on the Bet the Board podcast as part of our Movie Monday segment. 
Dude, there you go. Movie Mondays. Todd Furman. Okay. Get it rolling. Tomorrow, we've got two games uh, on the board. We've got the Bears and the Lions. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, it's the, the Chargers and Chiefs that has tongues wagging as the Chiefs do everything they can to, well, vanquish the Chargers and keep from giving up that AFC West overall. Uh, do you ride the hot hand? Is that the situation, or does the travel to Arrowhead make it a dicey proposition? Uh, it's definitely one of those games where you have to factor in all sorts of different variables into the equation to arrive at an answer from a handicapping perspective. We know about the Chargers over the last nine games, 7-2 and two straight up. Uh, they've shown the killer instinct on the offensive side of the ball that they desperately lacked early in the year. And a lot of that's attributed to Phillip Rivers playing much more within himself, spreading the ball around to a very underrated receiving core that, oh, by the way, has improved leaps and bounds when they get Hunter Henry involved instead of the 107-year-old Antonio Gates as a viable passing threat. You build on top of that a defense that looked, has looked a lot better against the opposing ground games with the return of Denzel Perryman, and you can understand why the Chargers control their own destiny in the division. On the flip side, Arrowhead in December, one of the more difficult places to go and play, especially as a division rival. Kansas City looked great last week in their win over the Raiders. They looked good on offense the week before against the Jets, even in that 38-31 loss. But this number tells you a lot about what you need to know, and I think it's indicative of where these two teams are. The Chargers are a better football team. Rivers finally gets that Chiefs monkey off his back, and it's the L.A. Chargers that have a one-game lead in the division when this weekend comes to an end. All right, so you mentioned it earlier. What number of points would make you bet the Jets against the Saints this week? Uh, I mean, the market is 16. That's not going to be enough to try and get me to the window. I'd probably need three touchdowns there with Bryce Petty. Uh, But the only thing that you're going to have working for you as a Jets fan is that the clock is only going to last 60 minutes. And the Saints have a big game on deck with the Falcons. I'm not sure how many points the Jets can muster against a rapidly improving Saints defense. You've also had extra time for New Orleans to get ready for this matchup. Uh, I just don't see where the Jets can score more than, you know, let's call it 10 to 14 points, and if the defense can get enough stops to stay inside this number. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Arman. Coming to you live from the Geico Studios on the hotline, former odds maker at Caesar, co-founder of the Bet the Board podcast. Find that at Bet the Board Pod. Uh, our buddy Todd Furman joins us each and every Friday night, setting you up for a winning weekend at Todd Furman on Twitter for his latest. Um, Todd, when we look at the changes and what players mean to the respective teams, Carson Wentz going down, how many points is he worth to the Eagles? Uh, for me, he's worth about a four to four and a half point adjustment. Now, uh, my numbers are a little bit more valuable in terms of what Carson Wentz is uh, than what the market has shown and what some of the other trusted odds makers out there uh, attribute his worth. You look at the number for Philadelphia against the Giants, this probably would have been closer to 10 with Wentz. Uh, obviously, the Eagles can get by with their defense and ground game this week. But I think as we look big picture-wise in terms of the other likely combatants in the NFC playoffs, we'll put the Vikings in that class, the Saints. I don't think Philadelphia can beat those teams uh, without Wentz's ability to improvise once plays and the pocket breaks down. That being said, you know, you're going to have very different schools of thought there that all the number has gone from 5-1 to one on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Uh, that price drifted out to 10. Hey, where's most of the money coming in, Pat Steelers, the, you know, the, the game of the year until they play again in a couple weeks? 
<laughs> it's been pretty balanced, actually. Some books I've spoken to saying 55% of the tickets coming in on New England. Others saying about 55% coming in on Pittsburgh. You look at this number that's ticked out to three. You will see a little bit of professional money start to come in on the dog. I think this number closes in that two-and-a-half range. The real question you have to ask yourself is, do you want to buck the trend of how well the Patriots perform coming off of a straight-up loss? 34-11 and 11 against the spread going all the way back to 2003. And all the people, though, they're saying, oh, we saw this matchup in January. The Steelers couldn't do anything offensively. Let's pump the brakes a little bit there. Sammy Coates and Kobe Hamilton were viable receiving threats for Ben Roethlisberger. Little to say Juju Smith-Schuster and Martavis Bryant are a significant step up. And, oh, by the way, you're going to have a healthy Lavian Bell to at least create a little bit of a balanced offense. There you go. you got a Sammy Coates reference in uh, along the way. Is there any, Of all the games that we, we haven't previewed here and started to lay out, is there one that jumps off the board as just uh, there, there's something missing in the line or some piece of information uh, based on the line that you, has you scratching your head? I'm a little bit surprised with all the support coming in for the Seahawks uh, as they play host to the Los Angeles Rams Sunday afternoon. Number open with the Rams, a one, one-and-a-half point favorite. It's now swung to Seattle, a two-and-a-half point chalk, and that's amid concerns about their defense. We don't know if Bobby Wagner is going to be available or K.J. Wright. They're already down three key cogs on season-ending IR and Cliff Averill, Richard Sherman, and, of course, Cam Chancellor. Seattle right now at this point in the season is an average football team. Russell Wilson makes them significantly better given what he can do when the ball is in his hands on offense. But defensively, if the Rams can't move the football consistently against Seattle this weekend, I know it's hostile territory, but with the return of Robert Woods and an offensive line that should be at least be at 75-80%, it's probably more an indictment of where the Rams are and their inability to turn the corner than it's a reflection of how quote-unquote good Seattle is and viable threats, not only to get in as an NFC wildcard, uh, but maybe even win the division. You know, Todd, lastly, we talked a lot this week about uh, MVP. Now that Carson Wentz is out, I made the case for either Russell Wilson or Phillip Rivers right now. Look, Tom Brady is, is you know the favorite in a lot of people's eyes. He's having a season very much stat-wise like Wilson and Phillip Rivers, but what kind of odds am I getting if I want to go Wilson or Rivers for MVP? Uh, Rivers, you know, that, those numbers have shrunk considerably. Uh, I've seen prices anywhere from 15 to 20 to 1 right now, but if you shop around, you may even be able to find a number a little bit better. I'm not sure he generates the fanfare uh, that a Tom Brady will. Russell Wilson, in my opinion, probably means more to any team in the NFL, but oftentimes we look at statistics, and that becomes the ultimate litmus test for a guy uh, being given those individual honors. You take Russell Wilson off Seattle, he has a Peyton Manning-type impact of what that meant uh, to the Colts when you saw Scott Tolzien and Jim Sorge and some of those other guys start to fill in there. A player, though, that I know has got a lot more buzz and fanfare, actually... Oh, You look at Pittsburgh and what this offense might be without his services, it's not going to be inept, but it's not going to be nearly as explosive, and they wouldn't be able to mask some of their defensive deficiencies without Ryan Shazier if they didn't have a number 84 out there uh, as Big Ben's safety blanket. Todd Furman on Antonio Brown. Follow him on Twitter, at Todd Furman. That's at Todd Furman, our insider, our man in Vegas. Take a listen to him on his Bet the Board podcast. Todd, as always, buddy, appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Enjoy the games. Be good, brother. All right, now this is a 30-second commercial. going to throw some numbers at you, but stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more in car insurance. This company's been offering great rates, great service for over 75 years, and anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. That company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for the numbers. And 54321, I am out of time. We are not out of time. Coming up in one minute, Mike Harmon and I give you our upset special picks for this week. 
in the National Football League. We go big game hunting. We start tomorrow, but starting right now is a man who knows everything you need to know about Keenan Allen. He is (laughs) Chargers, statistician extraordinaire, and update anchor extraordinaire, special delivery Steve DeSager. That was quite a past month that this guy has put on. About 40 catches the last four weeks, over 500 yards. Uh, by the way, those totals were higher than anyone on the entire uh, Cleveland Browns team, just for the record. You can and- say, you know, but here's the thing, though, Steve. Wait a minute. You can say, blah, 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 higher than anything the Browns have done. <laughs> That's right, like you in the Star Wars tonight. More Star Wars movies since 2015 than the Browns have won games. And I, I mean, really. Actually, I think Michael Harmon put it best, is it's three wins for Star Wars and one win for Cleveland, yeah. because... <laughs> All the movies have been wins at yes, the box office. You are right about that. In the NBA tonight, a triple overtime game. We hadn't even had a double overtime game in the season yet. Tonight in three OTs, Oklahoma City won at Philadelphia, 119-117. Russell Westbrook played 52 minutes in this one, had a triple-double, 10 of 33 shooting. He did have 15 assists. Utah won at Boston, 107-95. Chicago won its fifth straight game. The Bulls had started 3-20 and this year. They won again at Milwaukee tonight, 115-109. Denver with an overtime victory against New Orleans. Memphis and Toronto with wins. And Houston won its 12th straight game, ripping San Antonio 124-109. Houston is 13-0 with Chris Paul so far this season. Paul tonight, 28 points, 8 assists, 7 steals. Victories for Colorado in double overtime in college basketball. Creighton won easily on FS1. Stanford with a late-night win. NHL victories for New Jersey and the Rangers at home. The Angels signed Zach Cozart. The Phillies gave free agent Carlos Santana a three-year deal. And, guys, a serious update on the story of Lorenzen Wright, former Clippers lottery pick who was found murdered in Memphis in 2010. 10. He was drafted out of Memphis, in fact, about 20 years ago. If you look back at that NBA draft, just for perspective, Steve Nash was taken 15th overall, Kobe Bryant 13th overall, Lorenzen Wright number 7 overall by the Clippers. Wound up playing over a decade in the NBA. There had been no conviction in his murder yet, and then this month, a guy was arrested, indicted, and now tonight, the Memphis Commercial Appeal reports that Lorenzen Wright's ex-wife has been arrested in California in connection with his death. A reporter got the ex-player's mom on the phone, and she said, thank you, Jesus, they got her, they need to bury her, end quote. She said that police confirmed to her, the mom, that this ex-wife will be charged with first-degree murder as well, and she believes the former daughter-in-law of hers was motivated by money since the NBA player had a million-dollar life insurance policy. And and she was the one that, that the center of when they were trying to find him was he called her, right? And she said, I got this phone call from him. I don't know where he is. Something happened, and they you know, they tried to find his body. It she, took a few days for him to find his body. Yes, yes, and, and his body was in bad shape by then in the Memphis area. And she had even said in the past, you know, I was kind of a person of interest. There was a court case a few years ago about how she spent the million that was meant to benefit, of course, their six children in the hole. But in this case, they finally found the gun last month in a lake in Mississippi, that they believe it was the murder weapon, and it just started all of this. Wow. Thanks so much, Steve mm-hmm. DeSager. Oof. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. more info, visit geico.com. Crazy. I remember his wife, they talked to her so much. Right. It was, you know, what happened? He called me. I got this phone. Because he called. That was the last thing he did. 
was Lorenzen Wright called her on the phone, and, and there was no message like it was a phone call that got through, and, and she was interviewed a lot. I don't know what happened. Please find him. All of these things. And now she gets arrested, and, and his mom was like, thank you, they got her. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable development in this case. The story continues, and certainly given all of the attention, and you look at the, uh, from a sports perspective, the number of investigative uh, journalists out there and news programs, in addition to our highlight shows, uh, be interested to see the treatment that this one gets as these details continue to emerge. Uh, and you piece together what has been a, a long, winding road to this date, but certainly uh, a revelation today that uh, and a twist that I don't think you would have seen coming, circling back after all of those leads, all of the that investigation to take you right back to that initial starting point. Yeah, there's the quote again, Lorenzen writes, Mom, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, they got her, they got her, they need to bury her. And the the break in this story came after, as Steve said, they found the gun in the lake. I mean, this is five years from now. And you know what I thought of right away when Steve was was telling this story is that last week I went to go see three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. And it's it's about what happened seven months after a, a woman's daughter is murdered and they haven't found the suspect yet. And I'm going to tell this part of it because this is this is what I think of when I think of cases like this. Is there's a part where one of the characters is explaining to Francis McDormand and says, "Listen, sometimes we just get no information for a long time, and then five years later, somebody says something in a bar that gets overheard by someone, and they tell somebody, and then the case is solved in 48 hours. After five years of nothing, it, you just have to wait." And you have to wait for somebody to say something, for someone to accidentally come across something, a gun that was found, everything. And that sometimes is what solves these cases. And I know it's it's crazy, but that's what you have to think about sometimes. And I think about that, like, who was this Lorenzen Wright case was, I mean, it was, I mean, like like Steve said, they it took him forever to find his body. It was like in the middle of the woods when it was supposedly a drug deal gone wrong. And, and who knew that we were ever going to get an update on this? And now here's seven years later. We find out because they find the gun just a couple of weeks ago, and it's and now suddenly here we are, and now his ex-wife is arrested for murder. Well, I was reading you the headline and, and the first paragraph of the story that I, I found while we were sitting here watching games and prepping for the show uh, of someone who was bragging to a co-worker about getting away with a murder uh, and, and assault of a woman 28 years prior. The co-worker took a, a soda can to the police, and now uh, a trial is ensuing based on the DNA evidence. I mean, just amazing how things piece together, and, and over time, you could still find justice. So some hope in a system that sometimes seems cluttered uh, that things like that can occur. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, thanks, Steve DeSager, for that bit of breaking news. Uh, this hour here coming up next we'll get to our big nfl picks of the week our upset specials and something absolutely crazy that i don't know how it's going to work is going to happen for one lucky city and their nba fans again i'm not sure how this is going to work but we'll talk about it next on fox we have to have this all week next this week. never gets old no 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 this is the first time we've had it this week holiday Holiday, holiday. 
Phil remember, Belichick. Remember when they asked Belichick about it? Have you heard yourself? They put together you singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. No, no, I haven't. Uh, he pretty much answered it just no, like no. Phil Jackson answers you. <laughs> Phil, no. Shh. Phil has been asleep all night tonight. I know. Shh. He's not said anything. Let him keep sleeping. He needs his rest. Porzingis is playing really well. Shh. He needs his rest. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Great news. Great news. You want to save money, go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Uh, We got our play of the night coming your way in a minute. But first, this story that I'm not quite sure how it's going to go. Okay. Under Armour is going to be delivering autographed Steph Curry shoes, so wet ones. <laughs> and not wet ones like what you use to wipe your kid. No, 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 no. no the, the wet ones with the autograph. <laughs> Under Armour is delivering autographed Steph Curry shoes to Bay Area fans using drones on Saturday. Okay. So here's the here's the genesis of it. It's pretty simple. You follow Under Armour Basketball on Instagram. There's going to be an interactive scavenger hunt when you find the drop zone pin. You get to that location and a drone drops you. A pair of Steph Curry. Sneakers. Now wait a minute. We're gonna have people running around to a drop zone. This, this is, is this, well, this is this is this <laughs> is what wait I'm a saying. minute. This is what I'm saying. Hold when, on. When people are gonna get to the drop zone and, an, and a drone is gonna drop sneakers, they're gonna hit people in the head. I got it. I got it. I got it. Ow! See, I was more concerned with the I caught him. I caught him. I caught him. And now I'm being jumped by 20 fans. Who need a pair of What if it's wet. not your size? Oh, it's not, not my size. Throw They're autographed up. shoes. You're not wearing them, you dope. <laughs> They're not my size. Sorry. <laughs> Got to throw them back. You know, I remember back to one of the funniest commercials ESPN did when Dan Patrick was there, when he first started his radio show. Where he's up in a helicopter going, hey, I'm gonna, we're uh, helping out all the fans here to listen to the show as a thank you. I've autographed a bunch of bats, and I'm dropping them out to everybody. And he's driving <laughs> yes. baseball bats out of the helicopter. I feel like that's what this I is. I remember that. Here, that was a good ad. Catch these shoes. Catch these shoes. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I, I don't think this is going to go very well. How low can they get the the drone? I don't uh, people, so it's just a nice soft. Does drop? the drone just drop? Is it like Hunger Games where you know the drone just drops the stuff and you got to go get it? But that's just it. If it's in a drop oh wait a zone. minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait wait wait. I'm thinking something now. It's Hunger Games for the sneakers. Then they drop it with the drones near the cornucopia, and you have to go get it and not get killed and run away. Wow. Wait Spoiler alert. Well. No, that was the whole. Well, Hunger Games has been out for a while. Okay. I can't spoil a movie that's been out for so long. Hunger Games has been out for a while. Oh, by the way. There is not a more disappointing franchise of movies in the history of movies than The Hunger Games. Why do you say so that? Donald Sutherland was fantastic. No, so disappointing. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Because Jennifer Lawrence acts like I'd rather be anywhere in the world but doing these movies. That's true. And it gets confusing. And The book, the first book is phenomenally good. And the second book is almost as good in the first. And the third book is almost as good as the second. So it kind of goes down. But the Hunger Games book was great. But the movies, I'm like, boy, that was disappointing. There's no passion. There's a, They're all just going through the motions. Julianne Moore, Philip Seymour Hoffman, they're all just it, it's, it, they're all just like, okay, I don't understand it, but I'm starring in the movie, so I'm going to say these lines even though I, I, I don't get it. You just tore down a, 
An epic franchise. It's not epic. It's not good. Trust me. Watch three movies. They're not good. You'd rather watch the first three Star Wars. You'd rather watch Phantom Minachi and then Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. I, I've seen um, the first one. You'd rather watch Darth Vader becoming Darth Vader at the end of Sith than watch all three movies <laughs> of The Hunger Games. No! Oh. And oh, by the way, where is it? where's the Darth Vader funeral pier uh, 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 Yule log? I haven't seen that GIF come up. Uh, Give it time. Line. I mean, we need, Christmas is coming. We got a whole week. The U log is coming. We need, you know, we got to have it. The Under Armour Bay Area drop shoes. That's one of the dumbest I things. I would try to grab the drone. Is it a free drone? Hey! Is the drone the- strong enough that if I were to try to pull it down from the sky, <laughs> it would carry me through the arena? <laughs> What's, what's that guy doing? Hey. He wanted the shoes? No, he wanted the drone. <laughs> it's like a Super Dave Osborne skit. I'm going to hold on to this drone and see how far it takes me. <laughs> hey, uh, we've got a comedy bit we wrote out of this. Oh, uh, we're down a couple of drones. Uh, we might want to uh, figure out a different way. Drop the sneakers from a higher height. <laughs> that or, same guy or, keeps jumping on the drone. <laughs> don't, you, don't you show up with like a bow and arrow and just try to shoot the drone out of the I don't think you're getting through security with the boat. There it is. I got it. I got it. I got it. I think you'd have to be pretty crafty to pull that one off. I just like the bow and arrow thing. Hey, Legolas. What are you shoot, doing? That, shoot that drone down for he's me. He's got the drone and he's got a oh. rope attached to it and he's not pulling it from the sky. Ah! Mine! Oh. Mine. You can keep the shoes. I want the drone. It's my trophy. I'm hanging it on my wall. Time now for the play of the night brought to you by Geico. (laughs) And in a night where we likely saw the NBA game of the year in triple overtime, the Thunder beat the Philadelphia 76ers. It was thrilling. It was shocking. There was a huge block at the end of regulation to save the game from Joel Embiid on Russell Westbrook. But... Westbrook and the Thunder pull it out in overtime when you have the night Russell Westbrook had. Well, you get to be the play of the night. Robertson fights for the rebound. Who's got it? Westbrook out of the pack with it. Russell surges up the middle, down the lane, away from Simmons to the rim. Dunks! Russell Westbrook up high, down hard. Elevation, posterization, baby. The force with an emphatic deuce. The force is with Russell Westbrook. 27 18 rebounds, 15 assists tonight. A very personal war of words with Joel Embiid, who went for 34, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists in defeat. This was top to bottom. The game on the on the court, what was said after them, waving to each other, yapping at each other during the game. This was this is what the NBA needs. More games like this. Well, and a couple of guys who are really versed on the microphone as well as their social media accounts to keep things flowing. Embiid becoming much watched. Must-watch television, and obviously Westbrook getting more support from the other band of Merrymen members, uh, Anthony and George, tonight. Made for a very entertaining game. Stay healthy, Joel Embiid. You're too much fun. For Mike, I'm Jason. Hit us up on Twitter, at HowAboutAFresca, straight out of Vegas, as next on Fox. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.